you know, he would step across the line. Habitually, he's a habitual line stepper. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Whoa, whoa. I think with that microphone, our viewers are really going to be able to see that I finally hit it. <laughs> I think with the 4K audio quality that's coming oh, through, yeah. everyone's going to finally be able to recognize that I got pipes. And I'm, I'm <laughs> disrespect. I'm tired of people say that I sing like Trey songs. I want to be referred to as White Big Luther from now on. All right. I'm Terry Ricardo DeShazo. <laughs> And I'm Big White Luther. I'm <laughs> hey, here to bring you the Habitual Live Steppers podcast, y'all. We got a great show for you today. We're going to jump right into our show, piggyback off uh, where we left you last, which was the European Super League is coming to destroy soccer as we know it. Yeah. Three days later, the European Super League is no more. <laughs> yep. That shit folded quick. So, Chelsea was the first team to duck on out of that joint. Then Manchester City, City. all the English clubs followed. Yeah, pretty right much. Is Real Madrid, Barcelona, and who else? Atletico? Are they still in it? Is Atletico still in it? Is it just the Spanish teams, I think? <laughs> I thought Barcelona. Barcelona's still in it. I thought they folded out. No, they're still in it, bro. Wow. Yo, I mean, but to be honest – I understand the Spain squads, though, because they were losing money like crazy this year. Y'all are like, Madrid's in crazy debt. So I understand why he was like, yo, we need to fix this. All three of us. And Pathetico, too. Like, they yeah. just bought Joel Felix for 100 million euros right before COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Spain, Spain is struggling, dude. They're going through it right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the, the president of Real Madrid, Florentino Perez, he mm-hmm. was like, ain't no backing out of the Super League. He was like, this is a binding yeah. contract. So yeah. we'll see what the courts have to say about this. But no one's fucking leaving. <laughs> Look, man, I mean, when the season, when everybody goes back, when the fans get back, it, it'll all be fine. Like, he just needs to wait it out. I don't think he's used to not, you know, like losing so much money. He's not used to losing so much money. He's like, yo, this is crazy right now. Welcome to poverty, homie. It's all good. They're sick. Of, like, all these American owners got introduced. And they're Blazers. like – Wait a minute. Why aren't we making, like, as much money as we are in the NBA, in the NFL? We're making a tenth of as much amount of money? Why? Oh, because we played fucking Osasuna and Recreativo Uelva and Cadiz and Elche and all these teams that your average fan can't even name one player on. Yeah. He's like, bro, we got to – hold up, guys. (laughs) How is it worth $2 billion, but I'm not making any money? Yeah, but like we said before, like soccer was made for poor people, man. It wasn't made in like it didn't come from rich, you know, owners owning teams. The shit came from like factory workers, dock workers, and stuff like that. You know, it's not pretty much yeah. Fishers like the shit is they had part time jobs when they first started. They were playing soccer and doing another job. It's not for the rich, homie. You're absolutely right. Man. So as you see, uh, like kind of got swept underneath the carpet was they pushed in the Champions League reforms to put the 10 games in the group stage, do the Swiss model, uh, all this stuff we were talking about on the previous pod. 
But yeah. because of the Super League, no one's talking about the reforms of the Champions League and all this other stuff that kind of just kind of skated in behind. Yeah. Like a drafting car uh, that's waiting to pass in NASCAR or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of glad that the Super League shook some shit up because maybe we can look at how, you know, the reform is with Champions League and how FIFA are governed and kind of change up everything for the better. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does make sense. I wouldn't get your hopes too high, Terry. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I don't expect anything to happen, but at least by, like, the players, you know, talking mm-hmm. about it, then some shit might change. Because, I mean, the fans, yeah, we change, we can stop something, but if the players wanted to go, we know that it was going to happen, you know? How about, how about this idea, Terry? Fucking two different group stages in the Champions League. There's a no. preliminary group stage, and then there's a secondary group stage. And then after that shit, it's no two legs. It's just straight up one game. Yeah, I'm down, with that. Final. I'm down with that. You know what I'm down for, though? I literally just want a straight up one and done, like, seed me. Seed up the teams. Like, best records or, like, best uh, where you've stood in your league. Yeah. Just have it seeded out and then just do one and done. Like, NCAA, that's the so – that, So, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to have 32 teams or whatever for the first group stage, then for yeah. the next joint, have 16. And then after played whatever you know, a group stage of those sixteen teams, and then mm-hmm. seed them for the one uh, for the single elimination tournament based on the results in that second group stage. Yeah, now it makes sense to me. But that honestly, like, right. and that way all the best teams are playing each other more. You know what I mean? Because you're getting the competitors or you're getting the 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 winners playing yeah. each other again instead of you know fucking Sporting Lisbon against Galatasaray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have those games. But the thing about – I like the NCAA tournaments, the, uh, you know, bracket thing. That's probably the best format for me. But one and done is a little tricky. Sometimes you get lucky on one day. But I will say, like, the Champions League and, like, the World Cup and, like, the Euros, like, doing the group stage thing and then, like, knockout rounds and two legs, the team that wins at the end is the best team in soccer. And there's, like, no debate about it. I mean, you might get a lucky draw here and there. But it's, you fought your way to the end, and you deserve that shit. Like, I'm not going to say any other team should have got it. You're the standout winner. You you won 18 games. Basically, you won 18 games to get there. Oh, no. Must know. Absolutely not. You don't, you don't agree? What if we go the other way, Terry? What if we made the World Cup final a best-of-seven series? <laughs> <laughs> like the NBA. <laughs> Argentina has to play – Netherlands <laughs> six times. <laughs> nah, man. Don't nobody try to see that. Soccer, they're not trying to see that. They don't want to see that. There's too many adjustments, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, like, honestly, if we get to the final four, you know, like the semifinals, I don't need to see two legs for the semis. All straight elimination. Straight. It's interesting to watch because it's two different strategies for, like, the games. But I feel like it just messes – some people just don't know how to handle it. And I don't like the way you can – you can oh, play you're speaking as a city fan, huh? <laughs> they know it. Some people, a.k.a. Pep Guardiola. Well, a lot. I think it's fucking dumb that one game you can just play straight out, and then the next game it'll be like, you know, 3-0 or whatever, and then the other team's just like, well, we're up. We're not going to try to play soccer. We're yeah, just going to yeah. kick it out and play defense the whole game. I always hated it. I've always hated it. But I don't like people who – Attempt not to play soccer. Yeah, <laughs> regardless like, of where it is. But I think between you and I, Terry, 
All they need is for us to put our heads together, and we'll fix this whole fucking thing, man. Oh, I got the all you want more higher stakes in the bigger games, right? And then mm-hmm. more uh, bigger games like against less shitty people. Yeah, right? get the shit. Like if you can eliminate the garbage teams as early as possible mm-hmm. and as quickly as possible, I'm tired of seeing like freaking Zenit Saint Here Zenit. Here we go again. All right, so, you know, usually you have to play everyone in your group twice. Yeah. Go to the next joint. Now you only play everyone in your group once. Then we make the cut. Then you have the second group stage. Then it's seated. Then it's single elimination. I can could, I could mess with that. But the I thing – Pick the fucking Champions League. You wait. Yeah. You got to yeah. know my number. Hit me up. Possibly. <laughs> I also think, like, they're being fair – and, like, letting two teams from, like, Scotland or whatever go. But, like, you could probably even shorten it. You don't need to expand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, know – I, I don't have a problem with it if we're not going to waste too much time in a group – in the beginning group. Yeah. The group stages are a really long if, time. If, if, if Rangers gets in there and they played three games in the first group stage and they come out with more points than Napoli, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It They're going to get waxed in the next round anyway. It doesn't matter. They're going to finish yeah. the 16 feed and play uh, fucking Man City or Bayern Munich in the first round. So Yeah. I mean, see, the thing I like about the Champions League, which some people don't, it's not a whole lot of Cinderella stories with that shit, you know? Not recent. Like, since they made the actual Champions League. Like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I hate the way that, like, we start talking about soccer and the way that, like, now this shit is, like, Cinderella stories. For clubs that used to be powerhouses, like yeah, since so. we started walking watching soccer, Porto won a Champions League with Jose mm-hmm. Mourinho. That's good team. Ajax came all the way to the final. Inter Milan won it. Um, there, there's someone else I'm missing as well. Pathetico came all the mm-hmm. way to the final. So, oh, Atalanta made it to the last uh, to the semifinals. What was it? I think they made it to the quarters, I believe. Quarterfinals. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it, it, now we'd be saying, like, all this Cinderella story stuff, but, like, th- these were teams that were actually challenging to win it 15, 20 yeah. years ago. And yeah. just because, of, like, the way the money has gone, it's, like, created – well, you know there are only 12 teams that have a chance of winning it. Yeah. And these teams – there is going to be no – like, the closest thing we've seen is Leipzig with Julian Nagelsmann. That's like, this team that came out of nowhere that's like, whoa, yeah. they're playing with the big boys. But I don't know if we're going to see another 2003 FC Porto Mourinho style where something nah, comes out of yeah. a small country and smacks everybody. Nah, probably not. I mean, but th- with that being said, though, if you have talent, you're going to win. Like, soccer is not like you get lucky in six straight games. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like, oh, we got a nice hot form of destroying everybody. Like, nah, the players you have are good, so you're going to win the games. Like, that Porto squad had – what, like six guys or seven guys that got signed to way bigger clubs. And Ho- and then Jose Mourinho is like probably one of the better coaches ever, you know? So it's like they had a good team. It's not going to, it's not going to be some lucky shit. You're going to have a good team if you're going to win. Yeah. It's going to be, have to be unheralded players, but mm-hmm. not yeah, As you can tell, like the most expensive teams in the world aren't always necessarily the best. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, ask Arsenal about that. Hey, uh, I wanted to bring something else to you up. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Hansi Flick, the coach of Bayern Munich, has stepped down at the end of the season. He's going to coach the German national team. 
Yeah. Uh, Julian Nagelsmann, the coach of Leipzig, just signed today to replace him at Bayern Munich. Ooh. That's a, that's a sneaky one. I mean, look, do we care who the coach of Bayern Munich is, though? They're going to win. I do, and this is why. Why? He, because Leipzig has turned into a, like, a legitimate third team. Yeah. And now that shit is over already. <laughs> He's – He's going to take all his players with him to Bayern Munich that are any good. Upa Makano has already signed a pre-agreement. Konate has allegedly already signed a pre-agreement. So they're uh, all leaving and they're going to Bayern? Yeah, bro. All the good players are going to go with him to Bayern, and then Leipzig is just going to suck again. What happened to Leipzig, though? I thought they were owned by Red Bull and, like, are billionaires. I thought they were just as rich as Bayern is. Yeah, but – they're not just as rich as Bayern. They are owned by, by billionaires, but they own two teams. And all the, like, the profile of the coaches they're getting are, like, young, up-and-coming dudes. But yeah. now they're, like, a feeder team for that shit the way that, uh, yeah. like, they used to be the same way they are for players. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Julian Nagelsmann, is, he is the hottest name in the whole coaching world. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's not going to stay at Leipzig and be like, let's build this thing from the ground up all the way. I mean, they were really good. I mean, that's the, that's the only thing I don't like about soccer sometimes, bro. It's like, why can't a team just be a powerhouse? Just stay with the team and just be good. You always have to go to these top 12 teams. Like, you have yeah. to be signed by them. It pisses me off, bro, because now look what happens again. This is another team that was, like, relevant. In the, yep. It was in the semifinals last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now for the next 10 years, they're going to be fucking irrelevant again, just the way that they were before. The same way that Schalke is irrelevant now. The same way that Veta Bremen is irrelevant now. Yeah. The German league cannot get out of its own way, dude. It's like Bayern. It's, it's almost like Bayern just like destroys the league because they always yeah. buy all the players. But they Anyone do it. Anyone who's good who plays for any team other than Bayern is going to go to Bayern at the end of the yeah. season. Well, that's the thing. See, like, a lot of the top teams in other leagues do the same shit, but, like, Bayern's just seems way more, like, egregious. Yeah. Like, literally, the, every single dude that's the best player is like, oh, yeah, we'll take him. We'll give you $40 more million that you could get with your other team. And you're as a player, you're just like, nice. damn. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I want, I, like, I'm all about loyalty, but, damn, if you give me that much money, I have to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to be loyal. Like, that's stupid as shit. And now we're at a spot. Uh, Bayern has won nine out of the last ten Bundesliga. Yeah. Look at France. PSG has won nine out of the last ten uh, Farmers Cups or whatever they call that shit. <laughs> League one. Yeah, whatever. League. <laughs> the only people who didn't win were the fans. <laughs> I mean, the French but, league. But that's like two major leagues, right? 18 yeah. out of the last 20 championships have been won by two teams. That's not yeah. good for soccer. No, that's not. But like, what? Do, well, the thing about Bayern is they can—they actually have a chance to win the Champions League, you know. And PSG more recent than not. But I'm fine if your team is a powerhouse that like does it. I'm fine if you can win the Champions League. I'm fine with you doing it. But if your team is just winning the league and just getting, you know, bounced in the round of sixteen, yeah. just like disperse your wealth, bro, because you're wasting time. I wonder what this means for uh, Tyler Adams. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It might be one of those things where, like, he, he ends up playing, like, the normal American thing. They just play for a middle-grade team. It seemed like he was destined for more than that. Because his coach, yeah. Nagelsmann, has talked him up a bunch. 
this past yeah. season and everything about like how crucial he is to the side and uh, ability mm-hmm. to multiple positions and his growth. And yeah. he's improved so much as a player. It's, it, I would really hate to see him backslide under some nameless German manager who's like trying to put a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, I don't know, man. Hopefully it doesn't. I might get the fuck up out of there. I'm not waiting for <laughs> to see what the replacement does at all. Yeah. Whatever you whatever you do, just don't go to MLS. No, stay no, over there. No, no, no. He's way better than that. Yeah, just stay over there. You'll be all right. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But Super League is no more, man. It... Super League, finish. Unless you ask Florentino Perez, in which case – it's legally binding and it's still happening. <laughs> hey, look, he said I'll start it with four teams. I don't care. It's this, just this fucking Pathetico, Real Madrid, and Barcelona playing <laughs> each other fucking 40 times a year. Oh, my God. It'd be so dumb. It'd be so stupid, man. No, there's got to be some other fourth team to, like, put in there, like Monaco or somebody <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Sneak in. Somebody out. who doesn't have a proper league. Whoever is in the like uh, the best team in the rest of the world category in FIFA, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Orlando Pirates, yeah. the Kaiser Chiefs. Let's put them yeah. in. <laughs> uproot. If they uproot some team, they're just like how you do with uh, like Atlanta United on FIFA. Just oh take yeah. Them. Like oh yeah, we're moving you to Europe so you can join us. Yep. Come on, Chinese Super League, join us. Come <laughs> Tigers. They're finally yeah. making their impact felt. Them Saudi Arabian teams like Iniesta. You want to see Iniesta back? <laughs> First of all, he plays in Japan. But, uh, point is we see. He's irrelevant. Dude, right. he probably makes so much money now. It's like crazy. Dude, have you seen him at all in the Japanese league, dude? I, I don't watch any of that. He's as soon as you leave, these motherfuckers so bad. Look, I, I am totally against the Super League, but honest to God, as soon as you leave, Leave a big six league and you don't play in the MLS. I watch you. At all. Can't watch you play. Like I'm not doing it. I, I've just seen highlights. I'm not gonna lie. This shit still pops up on Barca's feed. Really? He probably not like, I'm, not like I'm checking for Vistel Kobe's social media. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably dusting them, right? He's killing those guys, right? Yeah, he can't even run. He's scoring like 20 goals a season. He never scored in La Liga his whole career. No, damn, that's crazy. I mean, he is—he's world class, bro. He's one of the best midfield, like midfielders of all time. So I, I get it. Your touch doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, no. Nah. Like, I would love to play pickup with him. Oh, fuck yeah! Oh my god, dude, he'd make everybody look stupid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially, especially Haji. You make Haji look dumb as fuck. <laughs> oh man! He'd, Shout out Haji. He find him the man with the yellow hat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you uh, one thing for certain, Terry. There's going to be somebody looking stupid on Thursday once those bright cameras cut on at the NFL draft. NFL draft, baby. Yep. If we have any indication on who it's going to be based on recent history, I think we could say it's the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Most likely. Right. So, in the NFL draft coming up this Thursday – the order is set, and pretty much so are the first three pick. Now, pretty much. there's a been a lot of debate about whether uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Matt Jones is going to go number three of the 49ers. Yeah. Who traded up from the Dolphins to that spot. 
But we don't know, but they know. So as far as all intents and purposes are concerned, uh, the draft has already been like one, two, and three. Yeah, They yeah. already know where they're going. So uh-huh. the draft starts with my Falcons at four, baby. <laughs> now so you, my- think, you think it's a straight given that Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jags? He going to the Jags for sure. Like he already – this is such a given – that they already have been, like, donating money to each other's charities. Oh, like, really? Trevor Lawrence donated, like, 50 grand to a Jaguars charity. Hey, what do you, what do you think about uh, him talking about he doesn't love football or whatever, or it's not, like, his only focus in life and that type of shit or something? Hey, man, what do we say about Anthony Edwards? Right? The yeah. shit doesn't change just because he looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Yeah, no, that's true. That is All true. Right? They're supposed to be there. Even you could argue uh, a quarterback in football is more important to the team than any position in basketball. So yeah, it if, is. So if your shooting guard was saying that, it's like I had red flags. If your quarterback is saying that, I got fucking six flags, red flags. <laughs> I got a bald dude who's dancing in front of my apartment, <laughs> <laughs> spinning them flags. I mean, right. here's the thing though, like. I mean, Andrew Luck retired. You yeah. Know? It, it happens. Wait a minute. Whoa. You brought up a great freaking point, Terry. So the Colts, what did they do? They said, hey, we're going to have the next 15 years locked up with Andrew Luck. So what did mm-hmm. they do? They pushed Peyton Manning out the back door where he won a fucking Super Bowl the next yeah. year. Right? Yeah. So they could get 15 years of Andrew Luck. But 15 years turned into five years. Yeah. <laughs> What was he, like seven years, right? He stayed for about seven, right? Or was, was, it, was it that long? I, he's been in the league for a while, dude. Because you got to think about it. He went to the playoffs, I think, like his second year. And it may, it may be longer than like seven years, honestly. But he here's the thing. If the Jags, if you're going to draft this dude, he says he doesn't love football, you better make the shit as fun as possible for him. Do not fuck up like the Colts did and don't get any offensive linemen. Don't draft defenders when you saw Andrew Luck got sacked 70 times in a season. Make sure he's on the field, having fun, throwing targets that are, like, you know, open and shit. Don't let this dude get destroyed all year and be like, oh, it's all good. We'll get somebody for you next year. And then draft a fucking running back. And you're just right. Like, okay. <laughs> just keep getting his ass beat. Oh yeah, like, you just want me to die. Hey, man. I know. Just be careful. Jacksonville, just be careful. My thing is – I think they got to be careful about Urban Meyer, bro. This yeah. ain't college, dude. We've seen these rah-rah guys who, like, uh, are like, this is my way or the highway, and I know what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And there's no collaboration. They're like, I won five national championships, and you guys need to listen. Yeah. Dude, these yeah. are grown men mm-hmm. trying to take each other's jobs. Yeah. We're trying to send each other's kids to different schools. Yep. Uh, like, there's so much wrapped up in this. You're not going to be able to go into an NFL locker room and command respect without giving it. Oh, yeah. Expect that your uh, all your accomplishments are going to have all these dudes looking up at you with bandy eyes trying to follow your every move. It's yeah, not going to work like that. You it never will. You've got these egos and treat men like men. And yeah. we saw with Chip Kelly and with a whole bunch of these other college dudes, like mm-hmm. – that shit ain't going to fly, the my way or the highway stuff. 
Nah, it, it uh, you definitely saw it with the, even though the dude from San Francisco, what's the guy's name with his brother, Harbaugh? Oh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. It's, it's like because with college kids, they rotate, you know? You get a new batch of kids every couple years. But the pro dudes are just like, I signed a six-year contract here. You can't just be a dick. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and you the just kids hear, are dependent on you. It's like, well, if yeah. you don't listen to what I say, I won't play you, and then you won't get drafted. But – yeah. Meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence is like, well, I just signed a five-year, $80 million deal. Yeah. So I'm going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> and if you say the same thing every game, come on, guys, we can do it. Let's go. And you're just like, dude, say something else. Like, just I'll deal with the Al Pacino any given Sunday takes. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, dude, it can't be the biggest game of our life every Sunday. Man. Guys, we're playing the Texans fucking week four. <laughs> I'm mean, never put their nose to the grindstone. This is what we've been preparing for all year. Oh my god! The play Texans minus Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it's like, uh, coach, we're gonna win. It's fine. Just shut up. <laughs> or, coach, or we're not gonna win, and we're gonna get another high draft pick in two years. You're gonna get fired. <laughs> Play for a different coach. Yep. Hey, we'll see how it goes. So, Andrew, look. Well, to your you point, bro, there have been a lot, like, of criticism, especially around, like, the black quarterbacks. Uh, look at Justin Fields, the whole, like, does he really love football? Is he always yeah, yeah, the first yeah. dude in and the last dude out and all that stuff? But mm-hmm. with Trevor Lawrence, the golden boy, it's like he says he doesn't even care about football like that, and everyone's just like, oh, well, you know, he's won everywhere he goes. You know, people have passions mm-hmm. in all type of facets. But yeah. Meanwhile, at the same time, these people are like, you know, maybe if Damian Lillard spent less time recording mixtapes and more time working on his pick and roll game, then the Blazers would get to the conference finals. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I've never heard that shit about Dame, but I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But the, the quarterback thing is so crazy to me, like the black quarterback shit, because if you look around the league now, it's like, what, five out of the top 15 are black or five out of the top 10 yeah. are like black quarterbacks? <laughs> And they're just like, I don't know if he loves it like that. I'm not sure if he's good. You know, we don't know. I'm just like, all right, you guys continue to do that while we win Super Bowls over here. You know, that's why the Bears didn't draft fucking Patrick Mahomes. I'm so, oh, my God. That was like. Wait a minute. You traded up to take him. You traded up to take him at two. You were afraid that he was going to go at two. You traded from three to two to take Mitch Trubisky. Guys, let me let me let me get you in on the story. Fat guys are starting to run four sixes. Middle linebackers could run four threes. All right, you can't just have this stoic figure six seven guy who can't move in the pocket and just slang it all day. That's not happening. Hey, tell it to Tom Brady, the Super Bowl winner. He didn't play great though. His defense won him the game. Come on, man. He was playing pretty great, uh, especially throughout the playoffs. Nah, I don't think so. He didn't play that great to me. Listen, man, all the all, if you look at the, the four quarterbacks that were in it at the end, and this is almost always this way, it's yeah. not the dudes who are picking up all the yards of their legs. It's the dudes oh. who are most comfortable in the pocket. So what, I understand what you're saying, that like no. statue back there doesn't look cool. But Mahomes. if you don't know how to do the shit in the pocket, you're not going to be good in the NFL. Who was it? It was Mahomes, Brady. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Brady, and, and Rodgers, right? And Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Three oh. of them are mobile. 
No, I'm not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we're conflating two different things. I'm so saying you're saying like you're saying like running and getting yards like a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like you're you got to be you got to learn how to play the position from the pocket first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then once things break down, then you use your legs. No, we're, we're on the same we're on the we're on the same page with that one. I'm just saying like. But yeah, I'm to, saying that's the reason Josh Allen was in there and Lamar Jackson wasn't because Lamar Jackson. Three years in a row, when it's going to be playoff time, couldn't yeah. sit in the pocket and make the necessary throws. Yeah, he's still. If things he's still break good. down, then you can escape and do all that stuff. Yeah. But you've got to be able to do the the rudimentary stuff first. Yeah. Well, the thing about see Tom Brady is different because he doesn't. He's not dumb. Like he doesn't allow himself to just get clobbered. He'll either throw it away, throw it in the dirt, or he rolls out or just slides. Like he's not just sitting there. Like Andrew Luck was probably. One of the dumbest ones I've seen. Cam Newton is pretty dumb with it, too. I got to say, Matt Ryan is, too. As a Falcons fan, Matt Ryan can take some huge-ass fucking hits. Yeah. And, like, that's the difference. Even though Tom Brady isn't mobile. And I I still think you have to be – like, these days you have to be a little bit mobile. You have to be able to move and, like, slide and, like, do things. But Tom Brady is just smart. Everybody else likes to get fucking clobbered for some reason. I don't know why. He's got that pocket mobility where it's like – he just kind of steps around in there and doesn't get sacked, but yeah. he's not like outrunning anybody at all. Yeah, and I mean, like, any even if even the guys that were like slingers like that, like Brett Favre was really good at like moving around in the pocket. Peyton Manning is really good at like that. You don't ever see those dudes getting destroyed. Like you see these idiots that run around and get smacked. I'm not talking about those guys. RG three. RG three. Yeah, those guys are stupid. So Trevor Lawrence is going. Trevor Lawrence is going one. Who's the shared number two pick then? Zach Wilson, the kid from BYU. The BYU kid, huh? Now, this is how I said the Jets. You almost got to look at them first as you're fucking this up. Because the Jets see a dude who played against a bunch of nobodies for one year in college and faced Mm -hmm. zero adversity. And they're like, let's take him over to Justin Fields, who – yeah, uh, like everyone thought was right there with Trevor Lawrence for two years in college, uh-huh. and smoked Clemson in the semifinals. Yeah, he's good. See, the thing about Fields is they got that like Ohio State quarterbacks are trash in the league kind of stain on them. You know, it's not his fault, but like for what like the last fifteen years, the evidence is just there. You know what I'm saying? Isn't, you can't, like, it's just there. It's hard to say if he's going to be good or not. He looks good, but, damn, Terrell Pryor looked good. Even before him, like, Troy Smith looked good back in the day. That was, like, Troy Smith like, looked real good. Yeah, like, those dudes look good. Even uh, Haskins looked pretty freaking good. The dude for the Redskins. Cardale Jones. Yeah, like, all those dudes look really good. But they, <laughs> they're just complete garbage. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it does have to give you some cause for pause, though. Um, But with this Wilton kid, the thing that would give me the most cause for pause is it's easy to see people perform at a high level when everything is working together and the oil Mm -hmm. machine is oiled smoothly and you're kind of like a front runner. But it'll tell me more about, like, who you are and how successful you're going to be, I believe, to see how you deal with that adversity and how you pick yourself off the mat, how you make adjustments when things are not going well around you. Yeah, I would never pick somebody at two who I never saw how they face adversity. Mm-hmm. Who were just riding high the whole time. Because no, I tell you what, that's not going to happen in the NFL. No. Like, 
the NFL, they always said that shit stands for not for long. And that yeah. league has a way of humbling you because you were getting hit by grown-ass men. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like, when you get drafted, like, one through, I, I'd say, like, ten, all those teams are complete garbage. And it's really hard to turn it all the way around with one person because it takes a full team pretty much for you to really turn it all the way around, you know? Yep. It's always a test of your character when you lose, bro. And if you're losing a lot of games, that shit is tough. Just ask uh, Cam Newton about that shit. Oh, yeah. Because he hated losing. He looked like the worst teammate ever, but he's just like, I mean, do you like to lose? Like, what do you want me to say? Hey, man, it, it, it's, it's about how you do it. I still think that press conference after the Super Bowl, that's just going to stick with him forever. Yeah. I mean, all that. He's, he's a really bad loser. But, I mean, Tom Brady is a bad loser, too, but – it's, it's not just about the one player. It, it does take an organization to be good. The only difference between Cam Newton and Tom Brady is one does a lot more losing than the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my favorite thing about Tom Brady is, like, when he wins, he goes to the middle and he shake your hand like a man. When he loses, he walks off the field and he's like, don't talk to me. I'm not interested in your conversation. He does do that shit. Yeah. And I liked how he was giving it to Honey Badger, too, in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He must have called him something crazy because they did not let that shit out. That shit's hilarious. Yeah. Hey, as long as it's like nothing involved in the N-word, you know, go for it. Whatever you want to say. He probably hit him with a smooth, nice F. You know what I'm talking about? He hit him with that nice little uh, that the maggot. Yeah, hit him with that flamer, boy. He hit him with that heater. And Tyron's like, Ooh, son. Turn on the heater. Well, speaking of the heater, bro, this is why everyone has uh, the Jets taking Zach Wilson. Is because yeah. he's getting all these Pat Mahomes comparisons for his mm-hmm. arm that he can yeah. like throw it any type of which way, fucking submarine like Greg Maddox and over the top, and yeah, yeah. he can make all the throws off his back foot and look into the sideline and all this other shit. I mean, he's clearly super talented. Like, there's no doubt about it. But just in my times, like, because the. For a lot of times, like, the Falcons are at four. So, I had to look at all these quarterbacks because, like, you don't, you don't yeah, never yeah. know who's going to fall. Only thing you know for yeah. certain is Trevor Lawrence is going one. Yeah, definitely. But when you see his interviews and stuff, he seems like he has this Baker Mayfield-esque cockiness to him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. White boy swag. White boy swag. But I'm not sure it's, like, as warranted. Like, Baker Mayfield was, like, balling out in college. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? For multiple, for multiple did he years. Did he win a Heisman? Uh, he might have. He might have. I think Lamar he won it. Well, what, one of the two, but he was a finalist. Zach yeah. Wilson's like, bro, you played with a bunch of fucking Mormons or whoever up at BYU. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> like, you've never had uh, three shots at tequila before. <laughs> yeah. True. You don't know how you're going to react to the league and coming in like Mr. Big Britches, like I got all the talent and you guys are about to like fit in. I don't know if people are going to be too receptive to that. Isn't he, isn't he like one of these one-and-done kids as well? Yeah, like he, he only just, played one – or no, he played two seasons. Last season was really good, and then the season before that, he sucked. Did, did he um, – he got hurt, right, or something? I don't think so. No? I no. could have sworn I heard like he got hurt, but like – I don't like dudes that are just good for one year. They, for some reason, like in my mind, I can't think of a guy that just bursted onto the scene one season and then was actually really good, like in the NFL for his whole career. You know what I'm saying? All the USC guys, 
Uh, Sanchez. Oh, I, remember hold on. I got one. Uh, we'll see how it happens, but Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he was still pretty good like the years before. You know, nah, what I'm he saying? wasn't ranked as like a. He wasn't getting get drafted yeah. to like the fifth yeah. round, and then he went. Not like top. top, but I mean, at least you knew who he was, kind of. Like he played for LSU. He was the quarterback for LSU. He was at Ohio State. You know, you knew who he was. I mean, I get what you're saying. It is early for him, though. But we shall see. I don't like these one-and-done guys, and I don't like dudes from small schools. Right. Like BYU, look, Texas Tech was small, yeah, but at least they're still in, like, the Big 12 or whatever conference you want to call them. BYU is in, what, like, the Mountain Conference? I don't even know what conference they're in. Right. The best team you play all year is Utah. Yeah, probably. Even if they did, I think Utah's probably in the Pac-10, and that they probably played them, like, off-season or some shit, or pre before the, like, your regular season. I play playing these years. It's a rivalry game. Um, oh, is it? Oh, okay. But, know. I mean, Utah, like, come on. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. My my bigger problem with this whole thing, and which is why I like making fun of the Jets, is that they, like it, – it's not that I have a problem with Zach Wilson. It's that they, like, narrowed in on him and decided that they were going to pick him, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Like, it, a it, month before the draft. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it could be the Joe Flacco thing, too. You never know. What do you mean? Like, Joe Flacco, you, nobody heard about him until, like, the draft was coming up. And then teams are just like, you haven't seen this 6'5 dude that's, like, slinging it all over the place at Delaware? And everybody's like, no, who the hell is that? And then once you just, like, start that positive momentum, they're just like, yep, we're getting Next this guy. You know, we're trading up the number two for Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God. He's a one and guy, he was a one-and-done guy, too. One yeah. good year at UNC, and everybody's like, ooh, this kid's good. Mm-mm. Except Larry know. Fedora. <laughs> Larry Fedora, when I asked him about uh, fucking, uh, what was it, Trubisky, they're like, well, you know, if he goes to the right system with the right pieces around him, good play calling. <laughs> <laughs> you need the perfect situation. Right, and the Bears are like, oh, we can't pass up on this. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, take a seat. Hell yeah. But that, yeah, you're right, though. It is weird, though. They just can't get rid of, like, they, the NFL loves this fucking prototypical motherfucker, bro. They love the 6'5", 240 stud. Well, that brings us to pick number three, Terry, with the San Francisco 49ers who traded yeah. up into that spot for the Dolphins. It is wildly speculated that they will be picking Mac Jones from Alabama. A 6'5", statuesque white dude. Yep. Uh, over, over Justin Fields. Over name, Trey Lance. Name one Alabama quarterback besides Joe Namath. That's really good. And he wasn't even that good. Greg McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. He's a backup in the league <laughs> in years. Right. Like, seriously, bro. One. Give me one. You can't. You can't. Tua might be the best one they got. And he, what, he was a rookie last year, right? So, what are we going to do? Alabama also, quarterback. His system hasn't been, like, quarterback friendly. Like, no. it's never been, like, you're going to come in and put a bunch of numbers up. It's always, like, we're going to hand the ball off 30 times a game. And yeah. run, you know what I mean? A bunch of play action. And I mean, or 50 points because look, our offensive line is going to block everyone six yards back yeah. every play. Nick Saban knows exactly what he wants in a team. He gets all his offensive linemen from the dirty South or Nebraska. He gets the running back that's the best ever. 
he gets one wide receiver that's like the most talented one in the world, and then his quarterback is just some kid. Some, some kid. Hey, but throw the shit always wins, though. When you build your team through your lines, when you have yeah. a dominant O-line and D-line, you're mm-hmm. always going to be in it every year. But nobody wants to think like that, so it's all about the quarterback. Right? <laughs> it's all about the quarterback, but somehow Alabama's won, what, like six national championships with not mm-hmm. one great quarterback? Yep. We shall see. Two was two was good though. I like well, Tua. I'll say this. Uh Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman, who played with both Tua and uh Mac Jones. Mac Jones said, yeah. said that Mac Jones is a better quarterback. Well, hey, man, I mean, we'll see. If you look at his stats, bro, I mean it's pretty impressive. He's like seventy five percent completion percentage. Yeah, that is what I like about him too. He didn't like even though Devontae Smith won the Heisman, it, it w- didn't seem like he just eyed on him, like, all the time. He spread it out. Because he was good. Jalen Waddle was killing it at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Najee Harris caught, what, like, 70 balls or something like that? 60-something. I think he caught, like, 62 or 63. But, like, I mean, yeah. he can throw. He's yeah. And he's decently mobile. So, like, he might end he's up being okay. Matt Ryan, and I see it. Possibly. Matt, I mean, Ryan, was our, Matt Ryan was the third pick in 2008. Yeah. We were that was the year Michael Vick went to prison. Let's and go. We, we finished four and twelve. The next season, picking Matt Ryan is rookie year. We went ten and six to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we shall see. He's a little more mobile than Matt Ryan, I'll say. It, well, at least it looks like it. Yeah, he is. He ran a like a four seven five or something like that. Something like that. It's not like he's not a blazer. Well, that's, that's good enough to be honest yeah. for like quarterback. I, think I mean. That, I think that's plenty fast if you're not a and dude who's going to be trying to beat him with your legs anyway. Yeah. I mean, and he's a big dude. Yeah. You know? Like, he – dude, that's – he's fast enough. He's fine, you know. He'd be good. I, so, the thing is, here at three, it's like, if you're Kyle Shanahan, what do you do? Like, do you go – this is like the Kirk Cousins RG3 thing when he was with the mm-hmm. Redskins. He's like, yeah. who do I play? You yeah. know what I mean? There's the one dude who processes information so quickly, and then there's the other dude who can just do things with his legs that two other players in the league can do. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's just one of the things where, like, Fields is more of, like, the guy that Shanahan would want, like, in his system, like, mobility-wise and all that type of stuff. But then there's Mac Jones, who has a fantastic arm. Like, he can sling it, but he doesn't necessarily fit, like, what he does as far as like rollouts and bootlegs and shit like that. So I mean, I, I think ultimately they choose Mac Jones at three. I think, I think he's fast enough for the bootlegs. You got to uh, remember Matt Ryan won an MVP playing under Kyle Shanahan's system. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was doing all the bootlegs and rollouts and play action stuff. I don't think twenty-two-year-old Mac Jones is any slower than thirty-four-year-old Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say no, probably not. Right. <laughs> Although you know, see those Tom those Tom Brady combine tapes, and you're like, whoa, anything is possible. <laughs> Dude, everybody hates on Tom Brady so much, bro, just because he's so slow, and, and you're just like, is he good at anything else besides throwing a freaking football? No, <laughs> and he's probably not. not. He, uh, he's real good at not eating strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's a yeah, I mean, I think they should take Justin Fields, but we, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, here's when the draft really starts, Terry. All right? We're at the number four spot. 
My Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Are we going to be looking for the next successor? The next Michael Matt Ryan? No, the next Michael Vick. <laughs> Dude, you know how bad Atlanta wants another black fast quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only reason they want to get rid of Matt Ryan. <laughs> they don't like the way he plays. They don't like playing with us on men. That's it. <laughs> I mean, the th- like Matt Ryan is just so – his game is so predicated about like things that are around him, you know, he's not like some special talent, like everything around him has to be great for in order for him to just be good. You know what I'm saying? For him to be great, I think, but he's not one of these dudes that's uh, going to get it done with no weapons and no line. And it's just yeah. out here in the sandlot making things happen. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because he played at Boston college and the team wasn't even like that good. He literally pulled that team up by his bootstraps straight up. But well, the NFL is just different. I think there's just a, there's a lot of Matt Ryan hate out there. I think he's yeah. a top ten quarterback, and that's good enough. Yeah, I guess. But he's not the, he's not the best in the league, nor is he ever going to approach it. But he's mm-hmm. good enough to take you to the Super Bowl, as we've seen. I mean, and but here's people he always gotta, say he's not good enough to win the Super Bowl. Well, he's good enough to get us up by twenty five points. All he had to do was run the ball. That wasn't Matt Ryan's fault. I mean, look, man, you're going to receive hate if you lose and you were up 28 to 30. You know, it is what it is. Like, Fair enough. It's just not all on him. It's not all on Blake. <laughs> it's all Matt Ryan, bro. He's trash. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he won an MVP. So, he's not like – it's not like he's horrible. Like, he has a good arm. It's just for some reason, you know, he's just more inconsistent than a normal person. Wild, wild. <laughs> so yeah. this is the choice here, right? At four, yeah. Do you take the fourth quarterback in a row, the fourth quarterback on your board, or do you take the best overall non-quarterback on your board? What do you think? You're you're the fan. You're the Dude, guy who I've, has. I've vacillated on this so many times because yeah. it's like you don't have an opportunity usually too many times to like pick in the top four and get a generational quarterback for 15 years, which mm-hmm. Justin Fields definitely could be. Possibly. Possibly. It's possible. It's possible. Who's your backup quarterback? That's the question. Who is it? We don't have one. All right. We, we literally don't have one on the roster. Okay. It's just Matt Ryan. Okay. Matt Schaub retires, and <laughs> then we cut the third quarterback. <laughs> Somebody like I don't know if it's gonna be with the four pick or if it's gonna be in the fifth round. But yeah, that's like drafted somebody. You don't have to take a quarterback here. Like you don't have to. No, I think personally, I stay at four and I take Kyle Pitts. Is that a defender? Kyle Pitts is the uh, tight end from Florida. Oh um, yeah, that guy. People say he's like the best tight end prospect since um Justice Winslow or no fuck, Kellen yeah. Winslow Senior. Really? Yeah, they say he's the best prospect since Kellen Winslow Senior. Kellen Winslow Senior, like the the dad, not the Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I heard like a lot of people were saying he's the best tight end like that's ever come out. I'm yeah. just like, mm. the. He is the longest uh, wingspan ever recorded in the NFL. I mean, he's a beast, but so much is predicated on your quarterback throwing the 
ball. He's, you know? he's running a 4-4. He's 6-6, 245. It all sounds great. But if Matt Ryan can't get two seconds to throw the ball, does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Right. It takes you a good two and a half seconds sometimes to do a route. No, like a deep route that looks good. You know, You're absolutely right, Terry. You so, guys need an offensive lineman. You guys. So that need brings up the third possibility for this pick, Terry. Panay Sewell, the left tackle from Oregon, who yeah, everyone yeah. is calling a generational prospect. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. But that I mean, offensive line shit is not a given, though. It's not a given. Personally, anymore. I don't take a lineman top four. I'm you don't not, like taking. You don't I'm not like doing it. I'm not doing it. You can pay a lineman in free agency to be a good, to be a good lineman. What I'm did not, you just What did you just say? Twenty minutes ago, you said it starts from the inside out. Why don't you get somebody that's in the inside? Why not? I think the replacement cost. Like this dude is the best tight end prospect in forty years. You yeah. know what I mean? No one's saying that, like, this tackle is the best tackle prospect in 40 years. They're like, he's probably the best tackle prospect in the last five. Okay. All right? So, for me, it's like, don't miss on the generational, generational talent. Take somebody at a position in need. Right? Take the person who's going to be, like, the most impactful player and then shuffle the deck from there. No one has to say that we have to keep Julio Jones on our roster forever. If and we have to rock with Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, and Julio Jones, we can well, trade I mean, Julio Jones for a left tackle. First of all, Julio Jones is even on your roster because he can only play fucking six games a season. So you don't you don't well, even have that was only last season. It's so ridiculous how people say this shit. He missed three games in five years before last season. Hey, I don't be seeing him on the field. That's all I'm saying. He does take a lot of snaps off in the game, though. I will say that. <laughs> He'll come I mean, out for like second down for no reason. Bro, I mean, if, if you know, if you, the NFL, why would I block somebody when I know the running back's not going to go more than three yards? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point? My team is fucking three and nine. Like, why? 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 There's no need for me to do 60 snaps in a row, like hardcore 100%. No. Especially if you're him. He's the best wide receiver in the game. Yeah. And he's not given the chance to do it because his team is so bad. I tell you what, though, tell me that isn't mouthwatering. Julio, Calvin Ridley, and the best tight end prospect in 40 years. It's not mouthwatering if you don't get time to throw, son. It is not. Come on. It's going to be a lot of screens. It's going to be a lot of slants, drags, (laughs) zigs. Son, did we not just watch the Super Bowl? Now, Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. We can already say that. Right. It doesn't matter if he didn't get any time to throw. He couldn't get his targets. You know? And and where did they draft that left tackle? Number one. The guy who got hurt? Yeah. I mean, and he what, got hurt. And what, and what did they do to him this offseason, Terry? What? They cut him and replaced him with a free agent. <laughs> the same way that I'm advocating the Falcons do. Right? Yeah, but you don't have – Pat Mahomes, you have Matt Ryan, okay? He's still MVP within the last four years. Four years? We're going back four years now in the not-for-long league? That's what we're doing? He's 2017. <laughs> Get out of here, son. Come on. He's still got plenty of talent, bro. We've been awfully coached. 
He's got good talent. On Matt Ryan. He's got good talent. I'm just letting you know the simplest way to think about it is you got two and a half seconds to throw, and he's only getting about one and a half, you know? This is the other thing, dude. Our tackles are straight. So if we draft this dude, he'll have to play guard. Or you don't think they'll move one of the more experienced guys to a position? Nah, because he's too – the motherfucker is too tall on the outside. He's he's too tall to play guard. He's 6'7", our right tackle. So he'll get out leverage if he plays guard. So we so that's my ultimate thing is I'm not drafting a fucking guard at number four over the best tight end prospect in the history of football. I hear you. No, I, I, that's I, I, if it was left, if he was left tackle, it was like, all right, this is a pillar position. He's yeah, gonna be yeah. watching his blind side forever. Yeah, we yeah. already got Jake Matthews, who's thirty years old. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but you think fat guys can just block fat guys? It's not easy to be an offensive lineman, bro. I'm not like you think it's really easy to be an offensive lineman, and I know you. You think you could just stand there and be like, "What? How do you get beat? You just stand there and put your hands out." I don't. I don't, Harry. <laughs> I played offensive line when I played football, and I got my motherfucking ass beat. That was horrible. It's just because you got short arms, bro. Your arms. Yeah, exactly. Put me in a phone booth, and I can't do anything. Hold on. Is that, is that picture longer than your wingspan? Show me right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You look, <laughs> you're so short. Your arms are so freaking short, man. Well, okay. Hey, I just wanted to know. Listen, I man, don't be making fun of me and then be asking me to buy you drinks with my land before time check that I'm getting later, okay? <laughs> hey, All man, time, man, this this is where the draft starts, is at four. Yeah. And it either you're either gonna take Fields or Lance, one of the two Uber athletic quarterbacks. And be like, this is who we're going to pair with our new coach, and this is going to be the next 15 years. Yeah. Or you take Kyle Pitts, or you take Panay Sewell, mm-hmm. or this is the most enticing option to a lot of people, trade yeah. down to nine with the Broncos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pick up a corner or um, yeah. a, a piece. You know, pick up another piece and two first-rounders in the next couple of years. I mean, do you have the stats in front of you? Like, how bad was y'all's you're not thinking defender at all. I'm not. Our, our, we were so poorly coordinated, I think it's hard to tell. Um, also, we got rid of every safety who played for us last year. <laughs> that was the first thing that our GM did is he cut all four of our safeties. So, <laughs> like, the dude who's coming in to be our defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, he yeah. was the guy who coordinated the Ravens back in the day when they had the nastiest defense ever with Ed Reed and mm-hmm. uh, Ray Lewis. He was the dude who was the coordinator for the Titans back when they were going to the fucking, uh, like, AFC championship game and shit, and their defense was pretty good. Then last year he, like, had a falling out with Mike Brable or something, and so he didn't okay. coach the Titans. And so he took the year off and is now coming to coach us at the Falcons. Okay. So he's a legendary coach who, like, is going to put people in the right places. Yeah. On defense, we certainly need a pass rusher. You, oh my God, you guys' pass rush is so bad. Like, watching the Falcons the, go with four, just with four man pressure, is just like, 
the quarterback has six seconds for the freaking ball. So it could be a one-man pressure. <laughs> it's awful. But the way the draft fell out this year is like they're no good D linemen. Not really. Like, not knowing you're going to take in a top ten. Yeah, they don't have like a – It's not, not this year there's no like generational dude. Yeah, there's no studs. Yeah. And if we're going to take a defensive player, like everyone keeps saying the first defensive player off the board is going to be Micah Parsons from Penn State. Yeah. I'm not taking a middle linebacker who can't cover with the number nine pick when we already have Deion Jones. Yeah. No, nah, you're that guy's actually good. Deion Jones is good. He's really yeah. good. And so it's I like, mean especially it, it, at the point of like diminishing returns. It's like yeah. you know what I mean? Am yeah. I gonna take a bunch of dudes who are better than what we have in a roster now? Or yeah. am I gonna take the Hall of Famer and next season I'll replace these shitty dudes with mid tier free agents? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing about football that's so weird. But I mean, it makes sense. Like, you can have a bunch of players that are like okay, but as long as they're in, as long as they are, you got them in the right positions and in the right spots and with the right scheme, you can win games with those guys. If you already have a middle linebacker, there's no need for you to like draft a middle linebacker, like a great middle linebacker. Yeah, and then play him at defensive end. Yeah, like I mean, even. I wouldn't say, go as far as to say like if Ray Lewis is on the board, don't draft him. But like if you have <laughs> if, you have, like, if you have Brian Urlacher, you're just like I mean we have Brian Urlacher. I I know Ray Lewis is the best I've seen, but we already got this dude. He's he's fine, you know. And you you don't want to be drafting for need too much, but yeah. like at the same time, I I just like let's let's simplify this shit, right? I think we're like we're doing a lot of overthinking. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. You think this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer? Then take him. They should. But you know football, man. They just <laughs> they just out here filling spots. They're like, yo, we need a cornerback. We're drafting this cornerback. And you're like, bro, but this guy is Cam Newton. Don't, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, look, the Panthers drafted Cam Newton, and they honestly didn't need a quarterback. And you see what it did for their organization. They went to a Super Bowl. They had a good team for years, you know. Even though he's controversial, you, any team would rather go to a Super Bowl than draft some no-name cornerback that's going to be solid for you for seven years and you not do anything. Yeah, what you don't want to do is be like the Bears and have a terrific defense and have a whole team except for a quarterback. Yeah, that's pretty what you much. Don't want to do. Yeah, that's, that's that's definitely not what you want. This isn't college football, man. You can't just win with freaking defense and not a good quarterback. And you have to have people. You're not going to be able to nick saving it and win with a bunch no. of Greg McElroy's. Uh-uh. No. I mean, right, that's so that brings us to the next pick, number five. This is like the biggest, I think, debate between what you're saying. Number five is the Bengals. They got mm-hmm. Joe Burrow last year. Sitting at the board for them to choose on in this scenario is going to be the left tackle, Panay Sewell, or Joe Burrow's college teammate, Jamar Chase. Who was he, quarterback? I mean, uh, wide he receiver? Was a, he was a wide receiver who caught like 2,000 yeah. yards in his uh, – the year that Joe Burrow or whatever got drafted. Mm-hmm. He won the Bolitnikoff Award. Yeah, yeah. Hey. So you want to give him the best receiver in college who he has rapport with and all the chemistry? Yeah. Or do you see that he got his fucking ass rocked last year and got hurt and you get him the left tackle that's going to keep his ass upright? It's a simple move for me. I'm going with the left tackle. Yeah. I mean, they, they already got – they still got A.J. Green, right? 
He's still there. Uh, no. He, where'd he go? Did he retire or is he done? Uh, no, nah, he, he went to go uh, play somewhere else. Look at oh, okay. I forget where he went. He may oh, have gone to San Francisco or something goofy like that. Possibly. Possibly. But no brainer for me. What do you think? I'd say Chase, the, uh, the receiver. Ooh, interesting. There, see, the, the, the reason I'm saying this, Terry, is because you're going to be able – like the, the Bengals don't have a lot of players who they want on their roster in three years. Right? Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of cap space to go out and you want to get a premier left tackle. You're going to have plenty of money to do that. If yeah. you want to even shore two or three positions up on your offensive line, you could allocate your resources and saying like, hey, next season we have 20 players coming off our cap who yeah. are not going to be around because they were part of a two one-win teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're just going to take that money and we'll give it to a free agent and we'll take the guy who we know they already have insane chemistry. You know, that, that Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase, that shit is – Marvin Harrison to Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you, man, but I, I'm just telling you, know, he got his – philosophy is right. Like, he you got to make clock. sure he can stand up to throw the ball. You can't throw he got the ball his, off your ass. Son, he got his clock cleaned out, bro. Like, cleaned out, son. He needs an offensive line bad. Like, do not do the Andrew Luck. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't do it. He retired after six years, bro. He couldn't take it anymore. And Joe Burrow's a big kid, but he, they, they got him good. You know? Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's simple for me. You can get yeah. a receiver that's good, man. You can find some black dude off the street, bro. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. Receiver is a hard position, but, I mean, you got to be able to stand up and throw, you know. That's I all think, I'm saying. You can't go wrong either way here. Yeah, I yeah. really don't think you can. Both these two dudes are on, like, uh, as far as their prospects go, they're, like, all pros, possible Hall of Famers as far as how they're being evaluated. Yeah. So you, you can't go wrong either way. But yeah. the one thing you need to make sure you do, you, if you don't – if you take Jamar Chase with the fifth pick, you better make sure with your second-round pick you go and get a fucking offensive lineman. Yeah, definitely. Like, most definitely. But, I mean, so I'm, I'm looking. They still have A.J. Green, but productivity. Yeah. No, they don't. Am I, am I fucking crazy? Where'd he go? No, they do. His, his productivity has just dropped a lot, so you probably just forgot about him. I really thought that he was a free agent and he left. He might have this year. He might have, like, maybe this year and he's going to go somewhere else. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left. That's what I mean. Like, this upcoming season. Okay. Yeah, he just hasn't been good. But as far as it looks like on pro football or whatever. He plays for the Cardinals. So he's with the Cardinals now? The Cardinals. Yeah, he will be next season. Okay. But, yeah, he he was playing bad anyway, so it is what it is. Talking about a dude who's always hurt. Yeah, recently. So, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. So that's your top five. You can keep going down. We can talk about specific teams if you want. But Hey, let's, uh, let's talk about the Panthers real quick. Because you know there's going to be a lot of people out here checking for what they're going to do. Yeah, I think we know they're not going to take a quarterback after they uh, did the Jets a favor by taking uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold off their head. 
You know what? The Panthers need a lot of things, but I think they should draft a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should have. I don't know why they made the, the trade for Sam Darnold when it's possible. Like, I'm looking at a mock draft right now. They're, they're picking an eight, right? Yeah. You know who's getting picked in this mock draft at nine? Who they got? Trey Lance. Oh, my God. You know who's I going like to Trey play? Lance, too. I like Trey Lance, bro. I, I, I like Fields. <laughs> and so they said, think? let's give up four picks so we can make sure we get Sam Darnold instead of either one of these guys. Yo, what, what do you think? So the Patriots are going crazy in free agency this year. What do you think if they end up getting Justin Fields? Oh, it's if I swear to God, if the NFL lets this happen, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. <laughs> I'll be so mad. I hope that if they get Justin Fields, my only hope would be that he just learns all Cam Newton's bad habits and he just yes. sticks right next to Cam Newton. Cam Newton also grew up in Atlanta, like was an Atlanta boy who didn't go to the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, also a dude who like crazy athletic talents, but never accused him of being. Uh, sleeping inside his playbook. That's what you'd have to hope for, is that Cam Newton takes him under his wing and starts <laughs> teaching him how to fail seven-yard slants. <laughs> yeah, Cam, Cam is so weird, bro, because, like, you know, people say that about him, but if you he studies and shit. He works out super hard. He, it's just, like, the talent just – Belichick did say that he watched a lot of film. And yeah, it's really just, like, the, the talent – the talent just seems to be diminishing him, bro. It's just going away. It is what it is. Like, he's still decent. He can throw. Yeah, his his shoulder, bro. I think that final shoulder surgery just destroyed him, dude. Does, it, that, think, does anyone think that Cam Newton is, like, appreciably better than Colin Kaepernick? Nah. Dude, the Kaepernick thing is just – They just won't do it. But yeah. we all know he's probably better than Cam Newton, to be honest. <laughs> Dude, Kylie Kaepernick. I just – it's so funny people forget. My man went to the Fucking Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. He went to the Super Bowl. He went to the uh, NFC Championship game two three, years three straight. Three in a row. Three in a row? Yeah, like he's – He's the NFC Championship game. Son, who is it? who's the quarterback? Alex Smith. They replaced Alex Smith, who was literally doing just fine. Like he was actually really good that year. And they are just like, you know what? <laughs> Let's try out the kid. And the kid went to the playoffs. And the kid went to the Super Bowl. So, Did he whatever. play in too? Kaepernick? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like Nevada or something uh, like that. One, another one of those weird schools out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but those schools always have like really fast quarterbacks that don't do shit like regular. Like, all these like Steve Young and fucking uh, – who was that? Yeah. Alex Smith. Well, Utah was good though because Urban Meyer was there. That's a little yeah. different. That's a little different. But they they have fast quarterbacks. It's because they your old lineman, yeah, your old lineman weigh two hundred seventy pounds and they can't block anybody. <laughs> you got to run for your life, homie. Hell yeah, you got to do all this trickeration. Mm-hmm. So right here, or whatever in this mock draft, it sees uh, it has the Panthers taking Rashawn Slater, who's a uh, tackle out of Northwestern. So they're getting an offensive lineman as well. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. They should. But I mean, the Panthers have a bad team. I, I, don't, you, I think they're going to be tempted. I think they're going to be tempted by Devontae Smith. Yeah, I think they should take him. 
If he's not off the board by then, I think they should take it test. Honestly, take the Heisman winner. Yeah. Don't make it hard. You well, need a wide receiver anyways. This is something you've had to deal with a lot in your life, Terry. A lot of people are questioning like whether his shit is going to translate because of how skinny he is. Oh uh, yeah, he I mean he is pretty slim. He's 175 pounds. He'd be the uh, skinniest receiver to get drafted in the last 25 years. Marvin Harrison, Jerry way, Rice. Way stronger than him. Jerry Rice, way stronger than him. Yeah, but they were sticks when they first got into the league. They were sticks. Not 170-pound sticks, bro. They were pretty slim, bro. I'm not going <laughs> to say they were big dudes. Like, they were small, man. I mean, he reminds me of, like, Randy Moss, though. He's so fast. He's different than those two only because he's way faster than them. Yeah, Marky Smith is fast, man. He's really fast. So he yeah, he's skinny, but he just don't make him do just as fast in pads as he does in shorts. Yeah, like at the same, I'm saying, be smart when you get him. Don't have him do dumb routes where you, you think he's gonna get like hammered. Like at, that's why Nick Saban. He's not like a a genius offensive guy. But, like, he's really good at knowing what his guys can do, and he lets them do things. Like, he, Devontae Smith was just doing deep-ass posts, uh, go routes, and slants pretty much. He didn't do a whole bunch of, like, short uh, routes and just you catch it and then you try to juke people and get smashed. He didn't do that to him. Do what Nick Saban did. He should be fine. I tell you what, though, man. In the NFL, you're going to have to learn how to do everything. Because no, that, that's true. Every- if you don't ever come across the middle, then you're going to be a number four receiver your whole career, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, generational wide receivers usually translate, you know. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to be very good. If I were the Panthers, I'd take him. Um, the one thing that you see on tape and a lot of people say as well is that, like, people just can't get their hands on him. They cannot jam him at the line of receipt, uh, at the line of scrimmage. His releases are so polished off the line of scrimmage, and his uh, his balance as well. Yeah, he made it look. Sometimes like, his first step isn't even forward. Yeah, if he'll, you as you go to punch, he'll step back and then cross your face, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, he's like he's one of the best wide receivers I've seen that has like one of the most boring highlight films. Like, he doesn't do anything crazy. He's just so much faster than you. His routes are so crisp and clean. By the time you, end up, like, know what his route is, he's already a yard or two away from you, and by that time, he's gone. I, he doesn't get caught from behind. He doesn't even look back. As soon as he gets it, he's just darting, and he's out, dude. He's super fast, man. He is. You can tell people are really fast when it looks like they're running slow, but then everyone else is, like, getting farther and farther away. Yeah. Like, when your has core makes it look like you're not trying to run hard, like yeah. you're just chilling, but you just yeah. see shit opening up, it's like, oh, man. See, he the thing open. the thing about him is, like, when you see someone coming at an angle to get you and you're running straight and that dude just – he, like, holds up, he's just like, dude, he's gone. Like, when you have an angle to get him and then you're just stopping, it's like, damn, my man is just – he's stupid fast. Wait a minute. Harry, what would that angle be that I had to get Devontae Smith? What, what would the angle have to be for me to tackle him? For you? Yeah. Oh, you'd have to be 50 yards ahead of him. I'd have to be inside of his jock strap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you have no chance of getting 
not a single chance. You couldn't jam him at the line. He's too quick. His arms are too long. He's too <laughs> He, he would see you 20 yards ahead and be like, oh, I got him. I'm dusting him. He's gone. Yeah, there's, uh, Terry, there's a reason I didn't make it at the high school level of football. All right? <laughs> Much less the NFL level, okay? Yeah, nobody mist- uh, mistook you for uh, a great football player. I'll say that. <laughs> it's uh, but so physical as a soccer player. Yeah. Soccer's different than football, man. Yeah, you know? that's, what they, that's what they said. When I was playing soccer, I was fucking these kids up, bro. And all the parents were like, yo, you need to play football. And then yeah. I got there on that football field, and all the parents were like, you need to play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to be the kicker. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. Man. Let's move on and do some NBA real quick, bro. Yeah, I, know cool. you, uh, I know where you want to start, buddy. Oh, I mean, we can do what it do. Where are we at on time, though? Let me see. Where are we at on time? Hour in? I think we're an hour in. Bet. Bet. All right. Yeah. Oh, you want to go ahead and start with the, you know, I'll, I'll save it. Huh? Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for later. I don't, don't want to get too excited. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. I don't get too excited. Well, let's, let's start see. with Steph, then. All right. We'll go, we'll, 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 let's go streaking, Terry. Young, streaky streak. My man is hot, dog. He is on fire right now. Broke Michael Jordan's record for most consecutive 30-point games. Yeah. How many, First of all, how many games? How is that not Will Chamberlain's record? What the fuck was Will Chamberlain doing not scoring 30 points in nine consecutive games when you Wait. average 40 assists for a season? I don't know. It's probably like a couple games he just hit 29, and then like the next couple games he scored like 52. Yes, yet another reason why Will Chamberlain is a fucking bum. <laughs> <laughs> He's in your top ten, though, right? Uh, no, nah, he's not in my top ten. No, 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 no. Hey, you know, you know who's above him now? The greatest warrior, Steph Curry, who passed Will Chamberlain in terms of scoring uh, over the past week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, in like Warriors history? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, Will he moved teams like what four times? Three. Yeah. Three times. Played, I think he played for the Sixers, the Warriors, and the Lakers. The Lakers, yep. And you're just like, weren't you the best player of all time? Why you switched teams so many times in the 60s? We had another reason. <laughs> in the 1960s, you played for three different teams? Well, he we started super teams up. He's like, hey, Jerry West, <laughs> come over here and miss a bunch of important shots in the finals. Yeah, right. I can't beat this 6'9 guy named Bill Russell. He's outdoing me on and off the court. He's a better man. For real, though. I don't know. It's crazy shit. Yo, so Steph. Yo, what if Bill Russell, like, low-key got, like, twice as much butt as Will Chamberlain, too? (laughs) And he just, like, didn't let anybody know. But when he, like, goes out on his deathbed, he's going to write a memoir. It was like, I fucked 60,000 bitches. (laughs) And I'm still alive after my 50s. Yeah, hey, look, Bill Russell was out there fucking all them NCAA NCAA oh, oh my god. <laughs> Just getting that NAACP plus. <laughs> Outstanding man. He just he hits him with those speeches and the ladies just lose it. And then those CIAA lips start trembling. <laughs> Quivering. <laughs> the if the he literally comes out with like I'm better than you and everything. 
<laughs> he pulls the Garrett to Biagio on Will Chamberlain. Oh man, yeah, but now nah, Bill Bill's a good dude though. I mean, look, Bill Russell was like, look, I won the games, but like Will Chamberlain was really hard to guard. Like yeah. he's a great player. That's why I, I give Bill Russell's a good dude. He's not gonna he ain't out here like yeah I kicked his ass, but he's really good, you know. Yeah, kind of the opposite of Will Chamberlain, who said that he could beat up Muhammad Ali too. Uh, he probably could. He outlifted Arnold Schwarzenegger. So? You think Muhammad Muhammad Ali is boxing, bro? Muhammad Ali's 6-2. What is he going to do with Will Chamberlain? Will Chamberlain's 7-1. It doesn't matter, dude. It's boxing. It's he's called the science for a reason. He's 7-1. 7-1, 280. Muhammad Ali can't touch that man. Do you think, do you think Will Chamberlain can kill a man with a punch, with a single punch? Mm, no. Stunny Lifton did that, and Muhammad Ali beat his fucking ass. <laughs> uh, bro, Sonny Liston's what, like 6'3"? Six, 6'4", six, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're the same he size. Look, pound for pound, boxer for boxer, Muhammad Ali, if you're around the same size as him, he's going to destroy you. But if you're oh. 7'1", 280, it's a different type of league, homie. He's a Muhammad bigger Ali league. is still would. Absolutely waxes, dude. I cannot believe this is like some real Jake Paul shit. This is come on, bro. Stop. This bro. is what back is in time, Jake Paul. That's what bro. this is. Come on, Will Chamberlain. First of all, we need different trunks. His dick is too long. He's gonna hit him with his dick. He's gonna hit him with his dick. He's gonna knock Muhammad Ali out straight up. It's not even close. He, his wingspan's crazy, bro. First of all, apparently he beat thirty thousand pussies up. I haven't seen a fucking coroner's card for a single one of them. Sonny Liston true. <laughs> left a man dead in the ring. Okay? I hey, man. Ain't nobody scared of Sonny Liston. I'm just saying. Except the children of whatever man he killed inside the fucking ring. I bet they're pretty scared of Sonny Liston. The ghost of Sonny Liston. He said, Dad, get out there and protect us. <laughs> They said, man, I'm sorry, we're talking shit. <laughs> yeah. But nah. I just it's just the size thing. I'm not I'm not saying like Will Chambers is gonna knock him out or anything, but I, I just don't think Muhammad Ali can touch him. He's just too tall. He did not Will Chamberlain the fuck out is what he can't reach his face. What are you just gonna hit him with body shots and that's it? You can't touch something that's seven feet tall, Terry? Bro. Come on, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, I got a stand and reach that can touch him, but yeah. it's different than punching him in the face. I tell you what, I, you I'm lose not, your power if you have to punch like this. That's not a lot of power. That's why you work his body so the head comes down, right? I'm never coming down. I start beating up your organs. That's when you start coming down like this, and now I punch you in the face. Listen, you ever fight? This isn't a fucking boxing podcast, Eric. You ever fight a midget? Although Jake Paul did just beat up some fat uh, MMA dude who – Oh, uh, Ben Askren? Yeah. Ben Askren is not a boxer. So <laughs> Yeah. All these MMA guys think they can just – they're like, yeah, I'm really good at fighting. You're good at wrestling and playing footsies on the ground. You're not good at punching somebody in the face. Queers. Get out of here. <laughs> they can't fight, bro. I'm sick of that shit, man. That Namurga Namurga Madoff, Conor McGregor fight. fight. That was the end of UFC for me, bro. He was wrestling him for 89% of the fight. and uh, He got the biggest punch off, too, but 
the majority of the fight, they're wrestling. I'm like, bro, this is not exciting to watch. I'm sick of it. Whatever. I tell you what, it wasn't exciting to watch, but it was demoralizing. Like, <laughs> it, person, it was, yeah. yeah, it was like watching a, a Russian anaconda or a boa constrictor or some shit. Like, you just watched, like, all the hope just get drained out of McGregor <laughs> just as he got more and more exhausted. And you could tell that he was just more and more helpless. It, it honestly, it looked like some National Geographic shit to me. More than it looked like a fucking UFC fight. <laughs> yeah, it, that was it. Was just tough to watch. I mean, I I wanted Connor to win. I think majority of the world wanted this Connor dude to win. But my man, Mega Mayhem was just so good at wrestling. You're just like you can't do anything with him. He's like, I've wrestled bears, bro. You're a fucking <laughs> drunk Irish guy. Yeah, like, <laughs> whiskey mean. isn't even good. Then, bro, he had so much energy on him. He beat his ass, then jumped out of the ring, and then started to try to beat his teammates' ass. Yeah, it was unbelievable. That first of all, we need to have more fights end that way. With like <laughs> people just yeah. crashing the joint. I was like, "What the fuck is Suge Knight?" Oh yeah, <laughs> I was all for it. But yeah, uh, Steph was on fire. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, uh, I will say this about Steph, man. Going into this year, the we had the hardened question for Steph. We'd always seen him be the ceiling raiser on a good team and take him from good to great. Mm-hmm. We're like, can we put you with a bunch of scrubs and you drag him to the playoffs? Yeah. He's the answer yeah. the bell pretty pretty well, isn't he? Yeah. Are the war- the Warriors are still outside of the top eight though, right? I think they're no, they're in the playing spots. Remember they got the playing game. Well, yeah, I mean they got that, but like they're the traditional, they're outside of the top eight though. Like I think they are. But you could tell what a great season he's having when people are like, Juan Toscano Anderson got hurt. Is this the end of the season for the Warriors? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's you how you know Steph is balling the fuck out when people yeah. are, like, losing their mind over Juan Toscano Anderson's absence. Nah, you're right. I mean, he, he is carrying this team. If he plays at this rate, I don't think a single team in the NBA wants to mess with this dude right now. Like, at the end of games, that's the thing, though. He's still doing it at the end of the games. Like, he's got that, like, uh, young LeBron syndrome sometimes. You know, like in the playoffs, like, three and a half quarters – Best player in the world. End of the fourth quarter, disappears. Yeah. Because threes are tougher to make when your legs are tired, your arms are tired, you've been getting beat up, running around the whole game. It's harder to hit those threes. Yeah. He's been tremendous finishing at the rim, too, though. His his layup package, like, if it were for Kyrie Irving, we'd be like, not only is Steph the best shooter all time, he probably has the best layup package and the best handles all time, too. Yeah, true. His His handle's crazy. His handle is nasty, and his layup package, his floaters are disgusting as yeah, well. Yeah, his handle is crazy. Here, let's, there, there is one thing I wanted to talk about. Top 20, top 15 for you? This is the hot topic, like, all week on all the networks and shit. Is he top 20, top 15? All time? Yeah. Top 20. You think 20 right now? Yeah. We're at, like, between 15 and 20, or is he, like, 20? Nah, he's probably like 2019. Because you got to think about it, man. Like, we'll see what he does for this season. But a two-time – like, just in the point guard pantheon, like, you're not putting him over Zeke. You're not putting him over Magic. You're not putting him over – 
I can't put him over Magic, definitely. Zeke, I can have a conversation, but he's not better than Magic. Would he's probably third. This is he's a probably. tough one. Hey, now this is a real tough one. He's probably third, bro. Remember Stockton. I got stuff. He got more chips. He he's got more chips than he's got two MVPs. He does, and he does. But there's something about Stockton that, like, I, I think is always going to be historically underrated just because he kept losing to Michael Jordan. Yeah. There, John Stockton could have – I think if you replace Zeke with him on the, on the Pistons, nothing changes. Yeah, you're right. He's that great of a player. No, you're, you're definitely right. And if there was more shit around him than just Carl Malone, mm-hmm. <laughs> we may have to be having a different conversation. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, is you Steph realize, really- like, we discount John Stockton, and then you look at the, the, the leaderboards for steals and assists, and you're like, oh, no one's ever going to catch him ever. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, when, when people like Jason Kidd can't even touch the shit, like not even close, like I don't think anybody's going to get it. CP3 probably has to play for, like, seven more seasons. Doesn't he have, like, damn near 16,000 fucking uh, assists? And then I think isn't next, like, 12,000? Like, he's four grand ahead of the next person? <laughs> he's got, his assists and steals are – it's a ridiculous number. Because I think he played 20 years, right? And it was all for Utah, I believe. Yep. I mean, he's a beast. The, the funny thing is Carl Malone was holding him back like crazy, to be honest with you. I think Carmelo was holding him back because he should have shot the ball way more. But point guards didn't do that, you know, in the 90s and the 80s and shit. Nope, not even – even, like, uh, Steve Nash. Like, yeah. looking back now, you're like, God, I wish Steve Nash shot the ball more than 12 times a game. Yeah. I mean, he even said it when he – I think he had an interview with uh, Bill Simmons and he said that shit. He said it was the one game – he was watching an old game, like, versus the Spurs or somebody, and he was like, I only shot it, like, seven times. He's like, I think I really hurt the team. I should have shot it at least like fifteen. Yeah, because they were yeah. sa- they were sagging off on him. Yeah, and you know Nash is a 50-40-90 guy. Yeah, okay. well, no, but now you. Right. I think it's a good point about Curry. It's just like this is my hope is that he has one more run left in him, and they yeah. reload, fucking uh, trade Play. this number two pick and and Wiseman and get some get Bradley Beal or somebody yeah. like that in yeah. there. And make yeah. more, one more run at it with Clay, Steph, Draymond, and whoever the fourth dude is. Yeah, and Wiggins, because Wiggins is a good fourth or third option, you know. Yeah, he he's fine in, in that type of role. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just when he's your second option, is like, oh god, we're gonna about to see a lot of inefficiency. Yeah, see the the thing, the detriment to Steph is just his playoff performances. Some of them are bad. Like his numbers look good. But if you, you know, the people that watch the game, if you watch the games, like he disappeared in some of the biggest moments in games. Absolutely. I thought the Toronto series was his best finals, even though they lost. Yeah, no, it was. He played really well, but he just ran out of gas. The one that they won, too, the first one, I thought he played pretty well in that Iguodala ended up winning the MVP. That's the one. more of a facilitator. He, uh, He did a lot of, like, creating for other people. Yeah, but he wasn't the dominant best player on the court. Like yeah. he was the unanimous MVP, and mm-hmm. so in the finals, you expect to see transcendent talent, not good performance. Yeah, yeah, 
that was the thing. I mean, and then KD was just so good, you know. Because you remember back at that time, too, it was like people were like, Steph is uh, taking the torch over from LeBron. Yeah, yeah, they were the best player in the league now. Uh huh. And then that finals, I mean, LeBron should have won MVP for that finals, even though he lost. Which that, one is which one is the most egregious one in which he should have got it? Was it the 2016 one, or what? what which year did they lose? Was it 2015? The 2015 one, or the I think one? It was the, the one where Kyrie and where Del Vadova was his second best player. Yeah, 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 Personally. that one. I think he, that one, that's what we were, like, expecting to see out of Steph in the finals. And he yeah. was giving us, like, you know, 18 and a half, 25 and four or whatever. Yeah. Ron was 37, 30. 11, yeah. 12. <laughs> well, that was the one where he led in all categories. Yeah, for all five. Every single person. And you're just like, bro, give this man the MVP. Like, you got to Jerry West this man. I don't, bro, stop it. Jerry West cannot be the only person with this award of, like, I'm the best player and I lost and I got the MVP. LeBron, I, I swear to God, LeBron deserves one of those, bro. I'm telling you. He absolutely does. And it's like they already set the precedent that you can win MVP and lose in the finals. Yeah. Like, so what are we doing here? We all – hey, do you have two eyeballs in your head? Can you see who the best player is? And I think it's, I think it's egregious as hell because they – we're talking about like the votes and how they like, you know, spread them out. And LeBron didn't even get any. Like they didn't even think about it. They're like, no, a loser can't get it. It's just like, bro, Jerry West is trash as shit. You can't just let him be the one. the reasoning. We got to give it to Iguodala because he held LeBron to 36 a game. <laughs> what? Yeah. Come on, if you're going to give it to Iguodala, give it to LeBron. Right. <laughs> I mean, because, like, that's that's the thing. In that one, yeah, Steph didn't play great, but he averaged 24, I think, or maybe 25. Like, he, you still could have gave it to him. 25 points yeah. is a lot of points. Yeah, you could have gave it to him, but we all know who the MVP was. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Steph. That's the thing about Steph, too, bro, that kind of diminishes his shit. His regular season numbers are better than his playoff numbers. Yep. And usually with, like, superstar Pantheon players, it's they the elevate. Yeah, yep. it's the exact Absolutely. opposite. Yeah, so that's, 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 that's his only detriment, honestly. And then defensively, he literally does nothing. You know, I disagree with you on that. I, I mean, not nothing with you on that. Not nothing. It, you know, he's, he's not great. No, he's not great. Clay has always checked the best perimeter player. Yeah. Uh, I suspect we may see that change after he comes back from all these injuries. Steph Curry might be having to guard point guards again. Possibly. Possibly. But that's the thing, though, when you think about top 10, top 15, they're not like you don't think of them as like horrible defenders. Like some people think Steph is like a real. I don't think player. Steph is a horrible defender either. I think yeah, I, don't, I don't think average. he's horrible, but like he's all the average. guys. He has active hands. He slides his feet. Yeah. No, he, 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 gets, gets, he gets steals. He's, he's going to get bullied by bigger guards. Yeah. And he's going to get out rebounded and. You know, like, it, it is what it is. But he's not Trey Young out there. You no, know what I mean? He's not Terry Rozier, you know? It's one, of those, it's one of those things. It's a reputation thing. And he, I don't think he can shake it. Yeah, well, you know what? You don't win three championships and also post, like, one of the best uh, defensive metrics of all time being a shitty defender. Yeah. No, I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's a big dude, too. It's not like he's this yeah. small, scrawny person. 
that's the thing. You see him on TV and with the baby face and with all these other dudes around yeah. him. You forget it. He's 6'3 with a 6'5 wingspan. Yeah. He's, he's, a big, he's a big guard. He's not a small. He's not a small I mean, guard. Not big compared to me, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the little light-skinned motherfucker. He, you know, yeah. <laughs> nah, he's, he's bigger than you. But, hey, look, nobody wants to see him this year. I'm telling you. You don't want to see that man in a playoff game. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially don't want to see him in a play-in game where all I got to do is get hot for one or two games. Yeah. Is it one? They're only playing one game, right? Uh, So one game. That's oh, a three or what is it? I don't even remember. The higher seed has to win once. The lower seed has to win twice. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So currently oh, there's wait, something. Wait a minute. Hold on. Here's another dumbass thing about the play-in game, right? <laughs> that is pretty stupid. Why is seven playing eight and then nine is playing ten? Seven should know. play ten, and then eight should play nine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's some weird rules going on in the NBA. It is really weird. They're out a lot of stuff, bro. They just need money desperately. <laughs> they're like, we just yeah. you know, they're like, dude, play. I love how last season they're like, player safety is the, of the utmost importance, and we need to get rid of all the three games and four nights and the back to backs oh. and all this other shit. And yeah, then this year they're like, all right, 72 games, two and a half months. You guys are going to be playing five games a week. <laughs> Figure it out. See, it was so hard to make. Remember we made like our preseason rankings and shit like that for the teams, for like the standings? It's so hard to know that all these dudes are going to be hurt. I mean, I said a lot of guys are going to be injured this year, but damn. But goddamn. So, Every single, yeah. Everybody's going to do our next point, Terry. Talking about. Our streakers over in the east. Uh huh. So we gonna get to your Knicks soon, but let's start with the Hawks, who are twenty and five since firing Lloyd Pierce. Good team. Fifth in the Eastern Conference. You know how many minutes the Hawks starters have played together this season? The like actual starting five. Starting five. You know how many minutes they played together this year? How many? Seventeen. Ooh, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. 17. DeAndre Hunter has been out for months. Cam Reddish has been out for months. Trey yeah. Young is out right now. Clint Capella is out right now. John Collins was out for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich was out for a month. Tony Snell is out right now. Chris Dunn has yet to play this whole season. Yeah. I mean. And yet, 20 and 5 since the firing. 34 and 27. Yeah, bro. I didn't see this coming. You said, but hey, look, I give it to you. You said it was coming. You said Lloyd Pierce was a hell of a coach. And by God, he's one of the like 20 and five with a broken down team. First of all, sign this man up. He's Phil Jackson, bro. Did you say Lloyd Pierce was? Yeah. You know, he got fired. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, which, uh, who's the new coach? What's his name? Nate McMillan. There you go. My bad. Nate McMillan. That I think guy. he was one hell of a coach. <laughs> significantly better. He's, like, significantly better. It's crazy. If you watch, like, our sets, dude, when Lloyd Pierce's coach, it was Trey Young dribbles around and everyone else stands out like this waiting. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll run a double high pick and roll at the top of the arc. And that's it. And then Trey Young either steps back and shoots the three Gets into the teeth of defense to shoot the floater, or he kicks it out to a wide open shooter. But ultimately, there are four guys every possession standing around watching. Yeah. 
now running a lot more pin downs, running a lot more horns actions. Like people are moving without the ball. Trey's uh, uh, attention three has gone way down from ten to six. No, that's good. You know what I mean? And he was shooting ten a game. Yeah. <laughs> God, I would hate to play with him. Dude, that's not even crazy. Like, uh, James Harden last year shot, like, 15 and a half a game. Yeah, you hate playing with him, too. Yeah. Rockets, James Harden? Like, that's not, that's not a fun team. <laughs> like that. Dame Lillard shoots over 10 a game. Steph shoots over 10 a game. Like, all the best shooters in the league shoot that much. You know yeah. what I mean? No, but I mean, I get it. It's indicative of getting more people involved that those, that goes down four attempts a game. You know yeah. what I mean? Where now I'm not just pulling. If you go underneath the screen, I'm waiting and hitting a shooter as he comes off the screen. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, those guys shooting 10, like, yeah, their team needs it. But those are, like, playoff teams for years. The Hawks haven't made the playoffs ever, you know. So, like, changing it up, you shouldn't fight against, like, a change at all. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> shut up and listen. Shut up and listen, Trey Young. It's a, it's a miracle that we're in this slot in Solomon Hill just playing 34 minutes a game. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Shit, man. It's only because damn Tony Snell is shooting the lights out, bro. Still leading the uh, NBA in a uh, three-point percentage. I don't know if he qualifies anymore because he's missed so many games now. He has been hurt for a while. But he's about to get the first, like, 50-50-90 season. Bro. Yep. Yep. i tell you who else is red hot, too, is uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, yeah, he's back. That's right. This month, he's averaged 22 points a game on, like, 48% shooting from three. Damn. He I mean, we, we, we knew he was good, though. Like, the Bucks wanted him, but they messed up royally, and now the Hawks got him, but he's just been hurt. I mean, he's a good player. This is a lineup we haven't even seen for one minute this season. Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich, uh, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins. That's the one you want to see, huh? That's that's intrigues me because all five of those players shoot above thirty eight percent from three. So that, those are some splashers right there. And I didn't even include Gallinari. Yeah, but defensively, I think y'all are get destroyed though. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Terry. Uh, do you know the Hawks have the number one uh, defensive rating in the fourth quarter since um, Nate McMillan took over? Really. Yeah, and you know who's been closing these fourth quarters out? Danilo Gallinari, because Quinn Capella can't shoot free throws. <laughs> hey, man, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Danilo, though, you know what people forget? Really good uh, post-defensive player, bro. Yes. Strong. Yes, strong very strong. Very strong. Another thing people forget, last time you saw Danilo Gallinari on defense, he was playing three for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, right? he's not a three. His feet are slow, like he, really he slow. Five for us. He's yeah. a five. Like, nah, it, it's smart because he, he's a he's, stretch five at this point in his career. We don't want you to do anything but guard centers and shoot threes. Like, yeah. And then that's the thing. Like when you see Danilo as a center, you're like, oh, psh, this is lunch meat. I'm about to post him crazy. Good. And then you you hit that one backup move and you you don't move at all. You're like, whoa, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Let me try this again. Boop. Nothing. You're like, all right. Well, I don't know what I'm gonna do for the rest of the game. Fucking. It's only a. Yeah, it's only. I got to call Anthony so he can take a contested step back too. 
<laughs> yeah, true that. It's only a few people that he can't guard. You know, like the, the good centers, Drummond, Jokic, Embiid, you know, those yeah. type of guys. But yeah. it, his his liability uh, or his defensive liability, his, his nature as being a defensive liability has certainly been diminished from sliding yeah. down a position where you're not having yeah. to guard on the perimeter at all. Yeah, and, I mean he's he's still got decent height too. He's like six eight, almost six nine. He's not like he's short either. You know, is what his is official he? height is. Oh really? Yeah, yeah I thought it was like six. Well, that eight. was back when they measured it with shoes on and shit too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you never know what it is now. He's probably well, six in real life. Possibly. Well, you still out here thinking Lamelo Ball is not six eight, so no big deal. <laughs> six five. <laughs> I don't care. What the statistics say? <laughs> He's tall, bro. He's really tall. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen him? Uh, not in person. I went to the Hawks Hornets game and he didn't play. Um, yeah, that's right. And neither did Trey Young. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. You know what? Hey, he's coming back. Thirty-five minutes of Brandon Goodwin. <laughs> he's coming back though. He's coming back. They said. Lamelo or Trey? No, Lamelo Ball. Trey Young. Well, I don't know what Trey Young. I don't know how long he's out. I'm not sure. Yeah, we don't have it. He has an MRI, but they said two to three weeks is standard. But you never know with these fucking ankle sprains, dude. Like, yeah, true. I mean, if you look at the at the standings right now, you got the Wizards and the Pacers are in the 10-9 spot, and the Hornets are sitting at eight, and you got the Heat at seven. Mm-hmm. You can see one team slipping out. It's probably going to be the Hornets. Yeah. They don't. It's no Lamelo, no Gordon Hayward, and you got issues because Bismack Biyombo is playing too many minutes. Who's that eleven though? Uh, I think the Bulls, but they're twenty five and thirty five. They're yeah. So that we basically know who the top ten is going to be. Like who's going to yeah. be in the playing games? It's just what order. Yeah, pretty much. Unless but I mean, Bulls, what do the Bulls have to do? Win out? Yeah, they're. It's only I think maybe like twelve games left for a lot of the teams. The season's almost over. Yeah. Even if – I mean, they, they, they're they not going to win out. They're the Bulls. No. Come on. <laughs> they're going to lose the game. Still like the, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm like the, – these teams on the bottom half or whatever that we know they're going to be in the playing bubble, it's like all this reshuffling ultimately doesn't really matter that much. Like I mean, sort of. But if you're the Hornets, you definitely want to be more of like, I want to win one game instead of, you know, winning two versus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking from the Hawks' perspective. I'm like, if you you can't beat the fucking Hornets or the Wizards in a playing game, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah, straight up. Because those organizations are complete garbage. Right. Hey, what what did I tell you about the Wizards before the season started, Mr. Four Seed? Hey, look, man! They in the playing game. You said they were about to be like almost dead last. Hey, whatever. I had the Warriors in like the second to last spot in the West. I know, and you had Portland number two. Yeah, I did. Golly, injuries, man! It really changed up the whole thing, dude. It's crazy. Well, for me, I can't even blame my biggest miss on injuries. I thought the Raptors were going to finish, like, fifth in the East. <laughs> They're the worst team in fucking history. They're just bad. They're just not good anymore. It is what they it just, is. They just got to go back to Canada. <laughs> They're like, Florida is not for us, guys. I, I don't told know why you, we thought about moving there. I told you that when you did it. I was like, bro, they're not playing in Canada, bro. They're not going to be good. 
Like, you can't just play in a whole different country and just be like, yeah, we'll just be the, you know, we're the Raptors. We're straight. No, bro. You don't sleep in your own bed. Everybody else gets to sleep in their own bed. And the Raptors are, like, sleeping in hotels and shit. Yeah. You, you it's not fair. They, they can't, they can't uh, acclimate. You know what I mean? It's, bro, it's not fair. It's really not fair to them. It's not. You got 15 Raptors players walking around looking for ketchup chips and free health care in the middle <laughs> of Florida. <laughs> yeah, these guys are so lost. It's it's definitely not on them. Yeah, it's on Blake for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will want to give a little mini shout out to Raptors this year because I'm sure most people have not watched them at all. But Chris Boucher is quickly opening eyes and is becoming a player, a fun guy to watch. Nobody cares. Don't ever say his name again. Okay. He just hates skinny, dark-skinned dudes, huh? If you said his name, you could literally hit me with the who he played for. I would have been like, I don't know who that is. Uh, well, he's he's what they wanted Thon uh, uh, McCurr to be. Thon Maker? Yeah. that's Chris Boucher is like what they thought Thon Maker was going to be. Ah, okay. Hey, look, I mean, shout out to the Raptors for making the most irrelevant trade, trading Gary Trent Jr. for Norman Powell. Like, the fuck for what? <laughs> and then, like, the next trade, Gary Trent Jr. goes off for, like, 45. I was like, okay. <laughs> it was – that was so random, bro. It made no sense. I mean, I get it because Trent – I mean, he's good. He can shoot a three, but he's just really small. So, McCullum and Lillard are small, and you don't really – your team doesn't change when those three are on the court or when you sub one off or the other. You know, like, defensively, you're still not good. Look. The- they just punted, bro. They're like, you know what? Just Gary Trent has two more years left in his contract than Norman Powell does. Yeah. I mean, I like Norman Powell. Like, he's a, he's a little more scrappier, like, defensively. Oh, yeah. You lost a lot offensively. So it's just – it was weird. I don't know. It was random. Norman Powell this year has been great. It's just you never know what you're going to get with him because he vacillates between looking like a real player and a dude who doesn't deserve to play in the NBA. Yeah, pretty much. And there seems to be no rhyme or reason as to when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, some people are just inconsistent, bro. I, I don't know. Hey, but those people don't play for the New York Knicks because they've been a model of consistency, Terry, winning their last 10 games in a row? Nine. Nine games in a row now? Nine straight. Biggest win streak in did – Did I just jinx you guys? Was I just now the uh, – <laughs> I mean, Adam Vinatieri has made 28 out of his last 29 kicks. <laughs> well, the big test is it's probably not going to go to 10. You didn't jinx him. We're playing the Suns. Uh, is it tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're playing the Suns tonight. It's a home game, but that's a, that's going to be a tough one. That's a big test to see if the team is, like, you know, worth it or not. This is going to be a playoff atmosphere, a playoff-style game. Two teams that are near the bottom of the league in pace. Two teams that are near the top of the league in defensive rebounding. Yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah. You still taking John Collins over Julius Randle? Yes. Yeah, you've completely lost your mind. Julius Randle, bro. Hey, he is dragging this team. Dragging this team completely on his bootstraps, bro. Nine-game win streak, Julius Randle numbers. 36. 12-7. He absolutely deserves to be an all-star. We're going to talk about MVP, MIP, and Coach of the Year in a little bit, and he's definitely my most improved player discussion. 
He's six years know. older than John Collins. He's 26. He's in his oh, prime. He's not. Look at the – we just talked about it last time. <laughs> Do we do this shit? I don't yeah. believe it. I don't you were like, no. You were like, Julius Randle, he's like 29. I'm like, bro, he's 26, bro. He's young. Hey, man, old habits die hard, Terry. <laughs> I remember when he was getting cooked by Montrez Harrell in college. There's no way that was only five years ago. <laughs> you looking God, it up? Damn, he's 26. He's 26, bro. He's a beast. Hey, can we do this? From now on, what every pod we'll just add that to the intro. <laughs> He's twenty six, and each year I'm gonna be like, Jordan Reynolds, thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, honestly, bro, I'm, I am really surprised at at, uh, at the team. Now they do look good. Tom Thibodeau is still murdering his players, so I'm surprised. We really have been lucky with the injury bug. So that's the main reason why, like, we're sitting at the four seed right now. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I guess the NBA rule is the uh, division winners are going to hold all the top four seeds. So it doesn't matter what record we have. But I am surprised we actually look like a solid basketball team, bro. This is this is definitely like a Knicks New York basketball team, though. Not a lot of flash. People are loving it. Like this yeah. is this is back in the day an homage team. Like yeah. It's some bruiser shit right here. Bunch of dark skins, you know. I love it. We're looking good. I love the team. uh, They're missing on this team is Anthony Mason. You know what I mean? Shit, we need to trade for Patrick Beverly. Let's trade for Patrick Beverly, and then we're really talking about some New York Nick basketball right there. Hey, shout out to Rondo, too. Rondo looks great for the Clippers. (laughs) Hawks. (laughs) Hey. Hey, he pulled a fast one on y'all. He got a nice, cool – how much did he get? Six mil from y'all or something? Eight mil? He ain't pulled a fast one on nobody. We got two second-round picks for a dude who played two months for us. Second-round picks are a waste of time, son. Get them yeah, shits out of here. Draymond Green. That's one dude out of the past 27 years. Get out of here. Tell that to Norman Powell. Not an all-star. He's got to be an all-star now. He's got to be good. <laughs> Worthless. Who's the best second-round player ever? Who's the best second-round player ever? Huh, Manu Ginobili? No, Draymond is better than Manu. Whoa. I won't, I won't deep dive on that. That's an interesting take. I mean, he's a defensive player of the year versus a sick man. Not really that interesting of a take. One dude came off the fucking bench. <laughs> he scored 20 a game. So? Oh, hell no. Like Lou Williams. What the fuck does that mean? Man, who's better than Lou Williams? It's not even close. I know. I'm just saying scoring 20 a game doesn't mean shit. That just means you scored 20 a game. Off the bench? Dennis off the Schroeder, bench. Dennis Schroeder got 19 and a half for us off the bench. You know what yeah, he's talking about how he was fucking great? Yeah, consistency, homie. Not once in a while. No, no. Monty Ginobili was not better than Draymond. All right, look, look. Let's, no. not, let's not get off topic. We're going to get off topic hard. We're going to – it's going to go way over there. The Knicks are good. They're looking good. They're a solid team. I do not want to hear about this Tom Thibodeau for Coach of the Year shit, though. I'm not, I'm not here for it. Why? In the, why? The Utah Jazz are in the West. The Phoenix Suns are a two-seed in the West. 
the Sixers are not number one now, but they look way better than what they used to look like when they had Brett Brown. Doc Rivers definitely deserves something for that. Steve Nash is a first-year coach. We get it. The Nets have the best players. But the Nets are number one, and all three of those dudes have been hurt all the time. I mean, come on. The Knicks are a four seed in the East. Stop. I'm not here for it. I definitely think Tom Thibodeau is more deserving than Steve Nash, for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just saying. Steve Nash, you don't deserve to win a goddamn thing with fucking, like, all these all-stars on your team. You can say they're hurt the whole game. They're hurt all the time. Doesn't matter, bro. KD has played in, what, like, 20 games? Huh? I said KD has played in, like, 20 games. All right, how many has Kyrie and Harden played in? Kyrie's played in a lot of them, but Harden's hurt right now. But he was cooking to start of the year. They're talking about Harden for MVP. I mean, Listen, he was. There's, there's not one player on the Knicks you can compare to all three of those. Nah. Steve Nash has been given such a treasure trove of resources. You're not winning fucking coaching nothing. <laughs> all right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Could he ever win coach of the year, like, if the team goes, like, 79-3? and three? Yeah. You gotta okay. win. If you do something like that, you gotta win it. But right. let's be realistic. <laughs> Kyrie is gonna miss more than three games a year just off birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kevin Durant is gonna miss more than three days a year just off Twitter beefs. Yeah. <laughs> James sure. Harden is gonna miss more than three games a year just off uh, post strip club hangovers. Yeah, this is so, true. I don't that's nine right there. <laughs> so we gotta rely on Brett Brown, uh Claxton, and DeAndre Jordan, and uh Joe Harris. Brett Brown. And yeah. the uh and the the twenty first best player in the NBA history, Jeff Green. There you go. Twenty first. <laughs> Just behind Steph. Yeah. <laughs> Just behind Steph. <laughs> oh, man. So let let's talk coach of the year then, man. Um yeah. Since you don't want to hear no Tibbs talk, I, I do want to push back real quick though. At the beginning right. of the year, nobody thought that Knicks were going to be any good, bro. And I remember I when I had them at eight. You did, you did, but you're a Knicks fan. Like people who are not Knicks fans did not see this team doing anything. I remember when Austin Rivers at the beginning of the year when they were like five games in was like, "This is not a bad team." He's like, "I've been on bad teams. I've seen what bad teams look like before." He's like, "This is going to be a good team." Yeah, and I was like. Yeah, okay, Austin. <laughs> and I had to eat my words some. They're a good team. No, they're, they're decent. They're a decent team. They, I mean, I am a fan of them. I, I love them. They, I would probably say, like, out of all the sports, I think I, if the Knicks are really good, that's probably, like, my favorite thing to watch. But that being said, this team isn't scaring me if I'm any other team. Honestly, the Knicks are my least favorite team to watch in the entire NBA, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but behind it's us, you hate Julius Randle and you think he's no, 42 years old. Behind only the Magic. Uh, oh, the the reason I hate watching them is the Knicks are the first team in NBA history that's just given up on centers that have skill. It's kind of like. We don't even want anybody who wants to shoot a jump hook. We don't want anybody who's going to try a drop step. You Do go you like out there, set this yep. pick, dunk this ball, block this shot, and sit on the bench. Yeah, you're right. Do you, you don't like Mitchell Robinson? 
Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel, I like them both. But think about like the type of basketball I like to play and the type of basketball I like to watch. I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess so. So that's why I'm surprised you don't like Julius Randle that much. I do like Julius Randle. I just said that I wouldn't take him over John Collins. Now that I know he's 26, I think I gotta say I probably would take him over John Collins. Thank you. That's the only thing I wanted to hear, bro. So I think I probably got to admit that I got to take an L on this one and change my answer to Julius Randle. No, nah, you're good. I mean, the, the thing I like about him this year, though, he's I mean, he's playing his ass off, but, like, he's going toe-to-toe with, like, stars in a lot of the games, like 1v1, you know, back and forth getting buckets. So it, it's a crazy thing to see. Because, I mean, the teammate – he has teammates that can score, but they literally cleared out and ISO it for Julius Randle, and you're just like, is he like that? And he – it's like three or four straight buckets, and you're like, well, damn. The thing I'm liking did. about him is he's shooting and making threes off the dribble. Yeah. You know, the, this player that we see the Knicks looks nothing like the guy who played with LeBron in L.A. No, not at all. He looks totally different. He Honestly, he kind of reminds me of like – I don't want to be egregious, but it, sometimes he looks like Melo almost, you know? With the like, bigger body and the – Yeah, with the ISO game and stuff. Like he looked, obviously not as polished. I would nah. say more more uh, Rudy Gay than Mello. But okay, I can I can hear that. But I see where you're going from. Yeah. Um, oh, no, uh, and, then, and then the the thing that's the thing that's smart too, and I guess is coaching. Like, if he gets a mismatch, he goes quick with it, like to the bucket. It's not even like any hesitation. You know, if there's a small man on him, he's taking him. If there's a big dude on him, he's just gonna take him outside. Well, and he's also varied from what part of the court he attacks the defense as well. It mm-hmm. used to always be left block, turn over your right shoulder, shooting yeah. the jump hook with your left hand. Or he has always turned over his right shoulder, shooting with his left hand. Every yeah. time, going from the right side of the court to the left. Yeah. Now, you don't know where he's going to attack you from. He might pull up for three. He might yeah. cross over to his right and then spin back to his left. He might cross mm-hmm. over to his right, stop pump fake, let you jump, and then shoot it. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, awesome. dude, I think I, I saw this online before. I forget which one of my delusional Knicks friends posted this. But <laughs> it was something about how Kobe would be very proud right now of Julius Randle. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I got to agree with them. I think yeah. that they, I think maybe – I think maybe Kobe's influence did change the trajectory of his career. And I do got to think that, like, being around him helped him get to this point where he was work. You could see all the work that he's put into his game. And that's the reason he's better. Well, yeah, he, he's putting the work put in. But the thing, the thing you like about Julius, which is a little different than a lot of superstars, the assist numbers are crazy. His assists are doubled. So, like, in the sense of if he's cooking your guy one-on-one, when you double, he's totally fine passing it. And before, he didn't used to do that. He would just try to take you on and, like, get a bunch of offensive fouls, you know? If somebody's getting six assists, averaging 24, you're like, oh, damn, I don't really know what he's going to do. If we double him, he just swings it. And the Knicks have shooters that are, like, shooting lights out. Right I think now. also a big part of that is that he's, like I said before, not getting all his possessions on the block. It's yeah. a lot easier to double-team somebody on the block and force mm-hmm. turnover than it is to double-team somebody on top of the three-point line. Yeah, because he'll do that's like – That's the of that height. 
where it's yeah. like, all right, you got to double team me out here. I'll just pass over the defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like he's got the he's doing the mid post along with his you know with his regular post game, and then once he adds the three, like it's he's a really hard dude to watch, like to guard, man. He sounds like he's uh, turned out to be everything you hoped Kevin Knox would be. Kevin Knox is garbage. <laughs> I thought at least Kevin Knox would Kevin turn into this exact player. <laughs> Pretty much. The, the the problem with Kevin Knox is he can't shoot, which is one huge problem. But, like, his, he's extremely weak for, like, the size of person that he is. Sense. Yeah. He's I don't weak. like big dudes who get pushed around a lot. Yeah, I really that's, hate that shit. That's a big problem, bro. And it, you, if you're just weak, you're weak. Like, there's no – weight room stuff you can do like he's a big person he's just not physical he's not a physical dude yeah coach Thibodeau can't do nothing to coach that nah ain't shit so, who do you think Tibbs deserves no recognition who wins your coach of the year if you had to end it right now obviously we got about what 12 games left 15 games about 12 games yeah you see it's got to be one of the two dudes from the west it's either Quinn Snyder or uh whoever's coaching the Suns Easy pick. It has to be. Well, I can't remember. Monty Williams. Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah, yeah. Monty Williams. That's right. <laughs> I, didn't that. I, was like, I was like staring through a black hole. I could not remember who coached. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. And then, like, the, the thing for me. Even worse? What? I the coach of the Thunder is. Oh, yeah, that college guy. I don't I forgot his name. <laughs> I don't even know what his name is. Or the coach of the Pacers. I forgot what his name is, too. Oof. Yeah, my coach my coach knowledge is not too good this year. <laughs> I mean, but with that being said, like, I had an eight-week period in which Shay, my wife, has literally just been here at home. So I haven't really watched a whole – like, in eight weeks, I've watched probably, like, four full NBA games. Like, I keep up with, like, highlights and stats and shit. But on a normal basis, I'm watching a game every night. Yeah. No? Yeah. I feel you, bro. I feel you. So, you're giving it to one of the two teams out west. It's got to either be Monty or Quinn Snyder, man. Nobody. Uh, the Jazz would have one seed, man. Come on. I'm, pick, I'm picking the Jazz. Uh, I've, yeah. I've had a main crush on Quinn Snyder for a long time since he was really? – uh, Quinn yeah, Snyder? Yeah, he was uh, the lead assistant on the 60-win Hawks team. Oh. And okay. He got hired from Utah after that. And so your ties, your ties go way back with Quinn. That's cool. Yeah, he was Bud's right-hand man, and he worked for the Spurs before that with Pop. So he's a good coach. He's a good coach. Also, he was the first recipient of the uh, – or he was the recipient of our first article that I ever wrote for our website uh, for, like, the craziest faces during a game. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He also made Ricky Rubio play James Harden backwards, so there's that. Yeah, there's that as well. And for all the, like, consternation about it, like, games two and three, that shit started fucking working. (laughs) (laughs) Game one, they got waxed, but games two and three, they were keeping James Harden out the paint. Yeah, it was so weird, but, I mean, it kind of worked. The the thing – so, Quinn probably is going to win it because there's one thing – like, everybody loves Monty Williams, though. Like, he's a decent coach, but the thing is – I think Chris Paul is going to get a little more of the credit. credit. Yeah, you know? Sure. Absolutely. It, 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 he should. He definitely should. But 
that's only the one thing that'll probably be the detriment because the Jazz are honestly the same exact team, you know, and you're just like, you got what, Jordan Clarkson, you know, just being a little better and everybody else is pretty much kind of the same and your team is number one in the well, Western Conference? Mike Conley finally stopped playing like shit. Yeah, that is true too. Mike Conley's, Mike Conley's playing really well. Joe Ingles should win sixth man of the year. No, you're not going to give it to Jordan Clarkson? I think Ingles has just started too many games, I'm probably. I don't think so. No? I don't, also, you know, for me, I'm the type of six-man-a-year dude where it's like I like to reward players to do everything besides just score. So, you know, I've, I would have voted for Iguodala, you know, back in the day. I don't see why we always have to give it to a Lou Williams-Jamal Crawford type every season. I would have yeah. given Kirilenko, one of those years back there. I, mm-hmm. I just am more diverse than most people in how I look at, like, bench players. I give it to Bruce Brown in the Nets. You think so? Bruce Brown, yeah. huh? Yeah, absolutely. He fucking defends four positions for them, does all the thankless shit, and is the WD-40 in the highest-scoring offense in NBA history. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're definitely right. At, at the beginning of this year, remember I was low on the Nets. And that was before they got James Harden, when it was just KD and Kyrie. Yeah. But the reason I was low on them is because I kept asking, who is going to play some fucking defense? Yeah, true. That you did. You're, you're big. Round. Yeah, you're big on the defensive thing. Which, like, it, it matters. But, you know, if your offense is the best offense of all time, almost, like, if you can kind of stay average defensively, you'd be all right. But because there's been large credit to him. And – yeah. You know, he's essentially a guard playing forward. Like, mm-hmm. he plays guard on offense and forward on defense, and it's just – it's wild. There, there aren't a lot of players with his skill set. Yeah, nah, he, a little bit of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I never thought of you as a lockdown defender, but, you know, I'll give you a little bit of credit. No, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, you'll bang with bigger dudes in the post and stuff. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant, guarding people who are bigger. Yeah, no, Joe, Joe Ingles. Joe I'm not Ingles locking has, out anyone on the perimeter, bro. Nah, Joe Ingles has started 18 games out of 55. Yeah, sixth man of the year. Give it to him. I, I don't know. That's too many starts, bro. I don't know. He I mean, five? he started 18. I bet you, uh, Brett, how many games is how many games has Brett Brown started? I don't even Bruce know what his Brown. name is. that his uh, name, Bruce Brown? Yeah. I don't remember uh, bench players, my bad. Bruce Brown. I'm going to take a look at Brucey, Brucey. Bruce, Bruce with it. Whoa, he started – yo, 32 games, he can't be six man of the year. He started 32 games out of 57. Fair enough. He's, <laughs> he's, he's too important for them. But yeah. I'm saying those type of players are the ones I like to reward. Who do More defensive. Just, yeah. just score. Lou Williams is, is cooking right now for Atlanta. He's, uh, like, our leader in fourth quarter points since he got traded to us. But I'm mm. not going to pick Lou Williams for sixth man of the year just because no. he comes in and scores eight points every fourth quarter. No. I mean, but that that's the – that's usually the formula, though. Like, anybody who can get you, like, 15, 16 points is usually the person. So Honestly, for me, bro, it could be one of the Knicks guards low-key. Quickly, like quickly is really good for us off the bench. He has been good for you off the bench. But like yeah. they they split it like 50-50, him and D Rose. So I don't I don't know if he 
if he'll have too many starts or not. He I'm was not starting sure. at the beginning of the year a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's probably going to end up being Clarkson. Hey, man, just wait, I know this never happens, right? Yeah. But maybe it should. What about Nerland Noel? I would think he'd have, he'd have more of a case than Quickly would. Probably, because he's more of a bench player. You don't really see any backup centers or big men ever get included in the six-man-of-the-year race, ever. Not, it's always a guard. Yeah, not that I can even think – I can't even think of one, like, at all. Mm-mm. Unless it's some dude that's, like, getting mad blocks, but I still really can't think of a person that it would be, you know? Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Oh, you know what, bro? Emmanuel quickly only has three starts officially. But his field goal percentage is under 40%, so that's tough. <laughs> yeah, he's not winning it. Yeah. He's not winning it. Well, if you had to pick one, I'm going with Jake and Joe Ingles. I got Jordan Clarkson, bro. You got Jordan, Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Two yeah. for the same team, huh? And, yeah. the, and, and coach of the year. Yeah. Now, the Jazz is crazy. We'll end it up with this, Terry. I don't even know if I need to ask you because we just did – Eight minutes on whether he was 26 or 30. <laughs> Is Julius Randle your most improved player? Yeah, definitely. It's not even close. For me, it's the more all-around game. Like, he, he's averaged 20 with New Orleans, and last year he averaged uh, 20, almost 20 with the Knicks. We knew he could score. For me, it's just the assists and the rebounds, bro. They both went up. The assists doubled. They went from three to six point something. And the rebounds are up by a couple. Yep. I'm, I'm fucking with him. And he's leading the team to the playoffs. Like, a lot of most improved guys is just like, oh, he scored 15 last year, but this year he's getting 27. Yep. But his team sucks. Yep. This guy's literally dragging a dormant-ass fucking franchise into the playoffs. With pretty much, we would say, what, NBA journeyman? Austin Rivers, D. Yep. Rose. NBA you know, journeyman is a great term for it. Todd Gibson. Like – it's just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I got to give it to him. There's no – I can't really think of anyone else, honestly. Who, who would you say? I who else would you have Grant That's a good case. That's another one of those cases I was talking about. Jeremy Grant went from scoring 13 a game uh, in Utah that's or whatever, right. Denver, to scoring yeah. 21, 22. Oh, that's one of those cases where he's getting a bunch of empty-ass points. Yeah, but he also has uh, improved his game greatly. Like, how he's getting his points, in, in Denver it was all Euro steps and corner threes, and now it's from every spot on the court. So yeah. I definitely got to give him props for that. Yeah. Uh, another dude that uh, improved a lot but might not get mentioned, Zion Williamson. <laughs> he's not going to get any mention, though. Zion <laughs> improved <laughs> Fucked on. It is a yeah, dominant yeah. ass player in the league. He definitely has improved. Bro, if they keep giving him, I told you, bro, give the man the ball, bro. Bucks not sending shit. But we've been seeing this since Duke watching RJ Barrett bro. and Cam Reddish dribble around the perimeter. God, RJ Barrett plays for the Knicks, and I'm just like, you ain't it, son. You are Lamar Odom at best. And I don't even like to do lefty lefty comparisons. I like to make a comparison of like the actual player, but like, Honestly, I just see him as a six-man, and that's it, bro. He apparently, according to everyone, has, like, top 1% work ethic in the the NBA. Yeah. No, he 
He, he works hard. Gym rat, gym rat, gym rat. So I think the, the jury's still out on him. Let's see, like, no one saw this coming from Julius Randle, right? No. So no, let's, see, let's see what RJ looks like when he's 25, 26, before we call him a six-man for his whole career. No, that's this, true. This but, is only the second season. Yeah. He's, he's averaging 18, though. He, he looks – he's an oh, important piece for the team. People need, to, people need to remember how shitty Kobe and Dirk and some of these other motherfuckers were as rookies and second-year players. Yeah, Steve Nash. Get with time with, with all these good rookies bursting in the league. It yeah. wasn't always like this. Where it, Dwight Howard sucked his first three years in the league. Yeah, he could just block a shot, and that was it. There are a lot of people who, like, it takes four or five years for them to turn into the type of player that they become. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't give up hope with RJ yet. Yeah. No, I'm I mean, not I'm not going to add to the most improved list, but ultimately won't make it because uh, his season was cut short by injury was DeAndre Hunter. Oh, DeAndre yeah. Hunter, for me, took a huge leap as a guy who was like, before the season, they're like, he could have been a bust. Like, you traded all these picks up to the number yeah. four spot to get him. Yeah. And Cam and Reddish looked better than him as a rookie. And you're like, oh, but this year, man – he only played like eighteen games, something like that. But you can give you can give a little credit, and also the kid in Houston, bro. Deshaun or Jason Tate? Nah, the uh, Christian Wood. Yeah, he just didn't play enough games. I don't think. But dude, it, I told you last season he was fucking good. He's a freaking beast, man. I, I told you that uh, he's the best pick and roll partner James Harden would have ever had. Yeah, nah, you said that early. You said that early, like really early. He's really good, man. He is good. He's 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 him and John Collins are very similar. John Collins a little better on offense, was a little better on defense. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to see how many games he played this year. Thirty-seven. Uh yeah, I don't think that's enough. But his numbers are crazy. Twenty-one and ten. Here's another one. Nikola Jokic. Yo, he's a beast, but Angel team- Embiid. Yeah, Embiid. Last year, this year, I think MVP. that's who I'm gonna pick is Joel Embiid <laughs> for most improved and MVP. No, for just for most improved, he's not winning MVP. Ah, okay. He's missed nah. too many games. He's not played nearly enough minutes. He's played like 1,200 minutes this year. Joel Embiid has played enough games to win MVP, but not enough minutes. Like, Jokic has played 900 more minutes than him. I mean, Jokic has played in all the games, so that's a tough one to compare. It's not tough at all. You can't be more valuable if you're not on the court. Hey. <laughs> if one dude played 900 more minutes than the other, and it's just oh. about even, and oh, one guy was about 900 minutes more valuable. Look at the look at the wins, though, bro. I'm telling you. What? The Sixers, Sixers are sitting at number two in the East. The Sixers have never been that high, ever. They might be number one. When it's all said and done, they're probably going to win it. They, they wow. better win it. They better fucking win it. They should have been number one last year if they had confident coaching. Yeah, I mean, this is what we're saying. We got Nurse Rivers there now, and he's, like, coaching these dudes up. And confident GMing. You know, they're like, nah, you nah. know. Like Brand, Brand was a bad GM, but Brett Brown was a horrible coach who got to coach these. He They literally let him coach them for that long. I, I honestly don't know, like, who is worse, Brett Brown, 
Brian or uh, what's his name? Brian Coangelo or <laughs> or Elton Brand? Who out of the three was worse? Brett Brown was pretty bad. He was pretty bad, bro. I mean, look, man, Doc Doc Rivers is the coach, and they literally look like one of the best teams in the league. This is what I'm saying about Embiid, man. Is he's taking it serious this year? Every year we ask, when is he going to get in fucking shape? He did it. He's yeah. He's dominating. He's yeah. kicking fucking ass. His his jumper is much 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 improved. His yeah. free throw shooting much improved. Eighty six or something percent. His, his turnovers have been cut in half. Yeah. His assists are up. He's the Bro. best defensive player in the league and a top five offensive player. And yeah. th- that wasn't the case last season. Like we always yeah. saw on any given day, Joel Embiid could be the best player in the league. But yeah. it's like out of the season, there are only 15 to 20 of those any given days. This bro, year, it's, just the, it's the lack of effort, bro, yeah. sometimes. And the consistency is here this year. He's yeah. beating up on everyone every game, and he's coming to play. Yeah. So for and me, like was, that's the biggest improvement. He's getting my most improved player. It's, it's Julius Randle's not even close. But I, I'll say this. Every time we talk about Joel Embiid, I always say the same thing. He scored zero points in the game. And, like, this year, you wouldn't even fathom that he could score less than 18 points in a game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's out there giving it his all. And kudos to Doc Rivers and the coaching staff, man. Joel Embiid is the MVP, bro. You can't fake on him. He's number two. So, I guess this leads us to MVP, buddy. Joel the if, the Bill, if Bill Walton can win an MVP and he played 58 games out of 82, why can't Joel Embiid get it? That's the year that Bill Walton won it. Uh, fucking everyone else got hurt that year, too. And he still played, like, a lot more minutes than Joel Embiid did this year. So you're just looking at it as a, as a minutes standpoint. Yeah, and not straight like, up minutes. Like, no, I don't think I was listening. I was to Ryan Russell or whatever. They're like yeah. – no one has won an MVP, like, with less minutes than Embiid is about to have since, like, 30 years. Yeah. Well, hey, look, man, it's about – so it's a 72-game season. He's played in 41 games. Yeah. And there is about 15 left for the Sixers, I think. Because I think their record is, like, 40 and – I want to say 19 or something like that, or 39 and 19. If he plays 55 games, it's like you can't even really talk about the minutes and all that type of stuff. Well, what what my thing is, like, if the games are closer, who's the MVP? What do you mean? Between him and Jokic. Like, if the games and the minutes like are, if the games are closer. Like, if the amount of games that he's played is a little closer to Jokic. Oh, uh, Embiid is MVP. Exactly. So I mean, like, defensive side of the floor. Yeah. So that's that's my thing. That's my small argument. I would say, like, if it, if it's a little more even, Embiid is the MVP, and it's not even like close. We're not even like having a discussion about. It. You're right, but it's not even, and there are all okay. types of unfair mitigating factors. Another one we have to consider is Jamal Murray, uh, Jokic's partner in crime, is out for the season. He is. Yeah. Jokic's production is not taking a dip. The Nuggets have not taken a dip. No. They're still rolling. The offense is going through Jokic and not missing a beat. Michael Porter Jr. is stepping up big time. 
Yeah. Um, so so for Jokic is like I gotta I need to give him some appreciation for getting better in all facets of your game. He got he got a little bit more nimble, right? He got a little bit better shape. He's averaging more assists than he ever has. He's averaging more points and shot attempts. He's being more aggressive. That little uh, two-foot shuffle fadeaway three-pointer is the most unblockable shot in the league. <laughs> yeah, shit. We remembered when we thought James Harden was going to do that move. Now Jokic is out here doing it. We're like, right. oh, <laughs> oh, big fella. Good luck. Good luck. So Excellent. I do want to give a lot of uh, praise to him um, because I think it is warranted. And it, it's just so sad to see a team with so much promise effectively yeah. be ruled out of title contention because yeah. that was the team I really was excited to watch all year and see what they could do. And yeah. uh, it, it sucks that ultimately they've been defanged a little bit when it really counts. Yeah. I mean, his presence is definitely – you know, seen with this team. Like, the, the, it's just weird to me. Like, it's been an injury-ridden season, and they're still not, like, top three. You know what I'm saying? Or top two. Like, Murray just got hurt last week. So, we've already been through 80% of the season, and the Nuggets are at the four seed. LeBron's been out for weeks. AD's been out for weeks, and the Lakers are still five. Mavericks have played like complete garbage. The Blazers are playing bad, and the Warriors aren't really in it. And Nuggets still can't be top one. You got Phoenix beating you out, and you got the same old Utah team that everybody's seen. That you've beaten in the playoffs before. And you're still a four seed. All right? I cannot give – Jokic looks great. But I cannot give you the MVP when your team is literally sitting in the same spots that you've been sitting in for the past four or five years, however long he's been in the league. I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I think that's a valid point. I think – Four in the West is good enough to win MVP. You know what I mean? Not for me. If, if Westbrook won that shit as a fucking eight seed. It's a triple-double bullshit or whatever, you know? Jokic is putting up similar stats. It's just not every game I'm getting making sure I'm getting a triple-double. You know what I mean? Like, Westbrook makes sure that you get out of the way so he can get those last two rebounds. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing, though. He's not, like – he doesn't have a story behind him, you know? He's not galvanizing people with, like, his play and his game. And it kind of sucks because he is really exciting to watch. It's not like he's a boring player to watch. Like, I don't know. He looks like Dirk, bro, honestly. He looks really good. He looks crazy good this year, man. But Embiid, my favorite two players to watch in the league, so happy to see how they've ascended. Uh, yeah. Very top. They're the real deal. But let me tell you something right now. You got 12 games left. You're sitting at the four spot, and the Lakers are sitting at the five spot. You got to do something. You're not trying to play the Lakers in the first round. That's not it. You know, you don't want the season to go to waste. You still got a good team without Jamal Murray, all right? I gotta hope LeBron is still out and that Anthony Davis is following Dennis Schroeder around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, captain, no, my no. captain. How do you say captain in German? Oh, mein Führer, mein Führer. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, bro, you better hope. The Clippers, like, slump out a little bit. You better hope Rondo starts yelling at Paul George or some shit. You better hope they stop shooting 42% from three as a team. Yeah. As a team. As a team. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. The Nuggets are in trouble. I think this season is going to be a waste. It kind of sucks. It really sucks. We all got fucked. 
you want to see your like top three MVP candidate at least go to like the semis of the second like or the second round or something. Like it still happened. We we have no idea the player that Michael Porter Jr. could turn out to be. You know what I mean? He they're not beating the Lakers, bro. Bro, they're beating the Lakers first round. Come on, be realistic. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Lakers first round, but I am going to say this. If Anthony Davis doesn't want to take his big ass out there to play center and you're going to uh, rely on Marc Gasol and Andre Drummond to guard Nikola Jokic, you're going to be in a world of fucking trouble. I want to see one-on-ones versus Jokic and Drummond. I bet you he can handle them okay. I said handle them okay. It's not like he's – he's not Marc Gasol. I said okay. I think Gasol's on the team. No, I was about to say, actually, Marc Gasol might be – I mean, Marcus is a good post defensive player, but Jokic isn't just a fat, slow post player anymore. He's no, different. No. He's nasty. So, Drummond's basketball IQ is so low. I refuse to think that he'll do anything on Jokic. Is his basketball IQ low, or does he just yeah. have a stupid name? No, he's it's really low. I mean, you but know, like Andre Drummond, isn't it like that? Sounds like a dumbass. It you does know? sound like a dumb name, and it's <laughs> you know sometimes like a name fits. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, over the last five years, who's worst in the entire NBA in post up uh, points per post up? Who? Andre Drummond. Well, yeah, I know him, but like, who's worse than him? Nobody. That's the point. It's not possible. Wait, you said he's like dead last. I thought you said dead last. No, dead last. Dead last. I gotta look that up for myself and laugh at it. That was a rough one. You know who was second to dead last? Draymond Green. Christoph Porzingis. That makes sense. (laughs) He started. You know what his post ups are starting to look like? It's starting to look like when he was like uh, his second year in New York. Like if you were short, he would just turn right around. Yeah, yeah, like right. You're right in his chest, and he's like, I'm just going to shoot this and sprain my ankle. <laughs> like, stop doing it, man. You, It doesn't work. Do something else. You're hurting yourself every freaking season, man. Literally. Good thing like, Galen Rose and Bruce Brown weren't around when Porzingis came to the league. <laughs> Bruce Bowen? Oh, yeah, Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen cheating ass. Right. Like, so your MVP is Jokic, huh? Right now. Keep in mind, there's still 12 games left. So if Embiid has to play all 12, though. Embiid has to play all 12. All 12. You got to play all 12. We'll see what happens. Who's the the dark horse not to be counted out, Terry? Hurry. Nah. If they don't, they have to get top eight. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm saying. Not to be counted. They got to be in the playoff spots. But if if Steph Curry drags this team of fucking nobodies, into the playoffs in the West, scoring 34 points a game, I got to consider it. I'll give it to him. I I honestly will give him MVP if they make seven seed. Eight and below, I don't think I can give it to him. But if they, they – and there's a chance they can get to the seven because the Blazers are at 32 and 28 and the Warriors are 31 and 30. The Lakers don't look like they're playing on winning games anytime soon. You can't win games with Andre Drummond and Dennis Schroeder. And, like, AD at 70%. Even, like, AD at 100% this year, he was like, eh, I'm good. Follow the leader. Yep. <laughs> there's no LeBron. Oh, there's no LeBron to keep me in check. <laughs> Here's a fadeaway from 25 feet. Give me the ball, Bogues. 
<laughs> you, want do, you want to see me do some Carmelo ISO moves real quick and shoot a cute little fadeaway? AD. AD, bro. AD, yo. AD makes me sick, man. He makes me sick sometimes with his, like, effort. I swear. Because, like, we know he can make that shot, but it's when he's hot, you're like, oh, yeah, he killed it. But when he's missing it, you're just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, go to the post. Harry, I've had this rant on our podcast for five years, so I'm not going to do it again. Do you All like right. him? Do you, you know like how him? I feel about big guys who won't learn how to post up or bang with people under the basket? That's not the thing with him, though, Like, because we – know that he can do that. He just like, like he doesn't oh. want to. Every year he yeah, comes yeah. out and says, I'm a power forward. <laughs> and every year we get to the playoffs and then watch you play center. Yeah, true. He's like, I'm a stretch three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe in the fucking regular season against the Fort Wayne Mad Ants and the Delaware 87ers. <laughs> yeah, AD, AD drives me crazy sometimes, but he is a fantastic player, though. He's really good. Well, i tell you what. He's no Bruce Brown. <laughs> <laughs> At least not this year, averaging 22 points a game. Come on, AD. Stop yeah. it. Right. Embarrassing. Said Jeremy Grant numbers. <laughs> he said you're better than Tim Duncan. <laughs> he can't be, bro. No. Where's AD going to be when it's all said and done, you think? Right next to Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get me started on that guy. Don't get me started. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, Terry. What? Tell me the appreciable difference between Anthony Davis's career before he went to L.A. and Carl Anthony Towns' career now. I think it's just only two playoff appearances, you know, by himself. That's about it. He took New Orleans to the playoffs twice. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns is literally – in- he took him to the playoffs once. Who? Carl Anthony Towns. No. That was Jimmy Butler. That was Jimmy Butler. Okay. That was not uh, fucking Towns. All right. We can do the same thing. It was Drew Holiday who was the best player against the Hell playoffs. Hell no. Drew Holiday didn't even make an all-star team with them. Is that why he shut down Damian Lillard in the playoffs? Drew Holiday was the best player against the Blazers. It wasn't Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis averaged like 34 in that first round matchup, bro. I can't do that. Come on, stop. I can't. Are you talking about the one against the Warriors where they lost and he hit the double. Point? No, he averaged, he averaged 34 versus the Blazers, bro. They don't have a player that can stop him. Uh, that's, that's fair enough. But they had like Enos Cancer and all these dudes out here trying to guard him. Like, I mean, I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I understand what you're trying to say, but at the same time, no, nah, I can't. I can't give him the credit. And it was no Demarcus Cousins. It's it's the same. Like uh, I'm just saying, they're cut from the same cloth as like two all the talent in the world, all the all the athleticism, all the skill. What's up with the mentality? They're, neither one of them has any type of dog. No, you know? no, no. Carl Anthony Towns has no post game. Carl Anthony Towns cannot play defense. He can only weak side block. He loves shooting seven threes a game for no fucking reason. He's 6'11", 260. Stop. I don't want to hear it. He's horrible. He's actually really efficient as a three-point shooter. I like, mean, yeah, he can shoot threes, but you're, I don't want you shooting threes, bro. I don't mind you shooting threes. You just don't shoot ten of them a game. Shoot six. That's what he's doing. He's shooting too many of them. I know. You're right. 
I'm just saying, like, let's this this whole Anthony Davis shit. I think we need to calm down a little bit. I think we need I to calm down like, a little bit with Anthony Davis. I've been hearing a lot of Stephen A. Smith talking about how Anthony Davis is going to be the greatest power forward, not named uh, Kevin Garnett or nah, Tim Duncan. I can't. I, I can't say that. Yeah, I'm not he's saying he's very talented, and so, he has not yet developed uh, a winner's mentality. This is all I'll say to close the conversation on that. Last year, after about three games, there was a conversation of who was going to be the Finals MVP. There was. That's, that's all I'm saying. With arguably, you know, the second or third or fourth best player of all time. And then what happened? I know. I'm just saying, though. Uh, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you exactly what happened, Terry. He got cooked by Kelly Olenek in front of 200 million people. <laughs> That's what happened. First of all, if you thought 200 million people would watch that finals, you were fucking dead wrong. No. <laughs> then you, you might have less? gotten. Hmm? You think less yeah. or more? No, it was way less. It was like 70 million. What? Yeah. It was low rated because nobody oh, thought like that. 400 million people in America. Yeah. Only 70 million of y'all watch the NBA fun. You know what? Like, yeah. This is why our podcast isn't going anywhere, Terry. I've had enough of this shit. I'm sick of you motherfuckers. Watch some sports. <laughs> it's just a bad year, man. COVID. Everybody's <laughs> wives got to pick what was on TV. No. Yours For did. months. For four months. He, Me? Nah. I was still watching fresh this. out of surgery. I've already made her watch three Hawks games and a Bucks game with me. <laughs> God, you got her watching the Hawks? What the hell is wrong with you, yeah, man? Bro. Ugh. I had her watch uh, the Hawks play the Heat without Trey Young and Clint Capella. <laughs> no, see, this is the only problem. This is the only problem. Shay is totally fine with watching sports. She just doesn't like basketball. Like, she hates it. Don't know why. I have no idea. But, like, she just doesn't want to watch basketball. Like, she'll watch anything else. I watch soccer games all the time. She probably doesn't like it for the same reason my dad doesn't. Too many blacks. <laughs> <laughs> If there was ever a time you were going to drop the N-bomb, I was like, don't do it. Don't do oh, it. Don't do it. Kill Please don't do it. Don't kill him. We could have bleeped it. We just bleeped no, it. Leave it a mystery. Still not doing it. Then I do the habitual live step for the week. <laughs> oh, shit. We didn't even, I didn't even think about that shit. It's all good. We don't have one this week. There's not really been anything controversial. Nah, not really. But – I don't know. We can deep dive. We'll deep dive. Let's start deep diving. We apologize. We'll deep dive for next time. I next tell you, line step for the week is me for not doing the requisite homework to bring you guys uh, is it? a well thought out and uh, pre planned line step for the week with all the associated graphics that I put up here last time. Yeah. Florentino Perez, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a line stepper of the last three decades. <laughs> that's like a cheap crook. But that's that's a longer story for a different day. <laughs> oh, well, man. I want to thank you guys so much for uh joining us today. Um please comment on our YouTube vid. Let let us know who you want your team to take in the draft. Let us know yeah. who you who you got for coach of the year, most improved, MVP. Um uh, can you start off in the Facebook discussions if you want? Got no spotlight this week. Um, no spotlight? No spotlight this week because of the, okay. the shooting last week of um, uh, Dwayne Wright. Dante. 
Dante Wright, excuse me. Ugh. I, fucking Fox News changed the headline on his shit to Dwayne Wright. And then, oh, really? Yeah, and they kept it as Dwayne Wright three days after the joint. I screenshot it twice because even in the video, it says Dwayne Wright. And so that shit fucked me up. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody got fired over that. It's wild. I got two different screenshots of it, too. And they had, what's worse is they had, like, a continuing the story, developing a previous story to it, and they fucked it up a second time. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy, dude. So, R.I.P. R.I.P. to my man. He, he was shot and killed yeah. this past week. Uh, a high school girl was shot and killed in a driveway um, as she attempted to stab another girl four times. But yeah, I heard that one. Either way, uh, uh, two girls tried to stab each other in my high school on multiple occasions. Nobody got shot four times. They got tackled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, and then, yeah, they're 16-year-olds. And yeah. then uh, on the other side of the country, we have the body cam footage released um, from the officer who was pepper spraying. Uh, the the The... The lieutenant in the army who was oh, in yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that then one. that one was the same wow. week we get the Chauvin verdict. So I wrote an article last week. I yeah, hope okay. a lot of you wrote it about this. This week, instead of my spotlight, I'm keeping the article a living document like a Kanye album, and I'm amending it and I'm changing it. So I'm gonna add some about what this verdict means. I'm gonna add some about. Uh, what it means to shoot a 16-year-old girl in the back four times. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to add some about where we've come from from Rodney King to today and the feeling of – I don't think any of us expected Chauvin to actually get convicted of all three counts. We I all didn't. thought the motherfucker was going to get away with this shit, and he yeah. didn't. I didn't. And, uh, and so I'm going to be amending my article to reflect that as well. So you have uh, that to look cool. forward to. Not Not – uh, a fun, frivolous article like, look at all these faces Quinn Snyder makes. Yeah, yeah. An important one nonetheless. Yeah, or which mascot has the biggest cock or something like that. Right. You know? We definitely know it's the fighting Irish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, right, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us at the Habitual Live Steppers podcast. It's been another tell episode. Tell them, to, tell them where to find us, man. You can find us at www.thehlspod.com on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram at HLSPod and at Pinterest. HLSPod. And Facebook. Hey, look, man. We see the numbers. They're going up. Subscribe to the YouTube, y'all. All right? Subscribe and like. Yeah, the Instagram numbers are going up a lot. Like, they have gone up a lot. But we need some more support on the YouTube page. That would be very, very helpful. Real talk, I'm starting to lot figure out I just can't rely on you motherfuckers. I'm about to go to Afghanistan and just buy some bots. I'm about to buy some bots. I'm going to get two billion uh, brown finger clips from New Delhi. And, and we're going to get this. We could bot it up. We could definitely bot it up. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. I, you know what? I, we're the number one podcast for people named Patel. <laughs> hey look also uh i i get it that i did make a vhls pod on instagram i'm gonna change it i apologize i know a lot of y'all have followed that one but i'm gonna change it up i'm gonna switch it i'm gonna i'm gonna dm y'all back man my bad i started it and then you started the other one like two days after and i was like oh okay yeah whatever 
Just give me the password to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Unless you want to sit through the rest of our production meeting, thank yeah, right. you for joining us again. It's been a wonderful episode. And uh, let's all hope the Panthers take a bus with the eight overall. <laughs> I hope they draft a quarterback so bad. Hey, look, thanks for stepping across the line with us for another week. North Carolina, continue to stand up. We out. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to our podcast this evening. Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. <laughs> <laughs>